Do you know what the live button is? I have no fucking clue. It's the Twitch button. Also, I didn't tell you to hit it yet. Jeez, Well, mate. too bad I did it. We're live. Can, can you do the thing? Hey, what thing? <laughs> the intro thing. Hey. Hello and welcome to a... I don't know. It might be long. It might be short. Who knows when it's just me and you talking. An episode. An episode <laughs> of Space Time Taco. I'm your host, Chris, with... Nate. Which I'm just going to call co-host because it's just two people. Right? Today... Who knows what the future holds? A replacement. <laughs> Dave is not with us today because, uh, sadly, he has lost his time to <laughs> Borderlands 3. So he's asleep, catching up on his sleep to play more Borderlands 3. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which, oddly enough, is a question that is coming up, because, yeah. you know, I, with, I'm not playing. With WoW Classic and Borderlands 3 out, Is I'm he still playing WoW Classic too? The thing, like I said, he hasn't played all week, so it's because he has to go to work. If he didn't have to go to work, yes, he'd be playing WoW Classic. True. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's got a decent amount of shit to cover, as I forget that my phone is still in my pocket, and I don't know if the vibrate is on. Um, I should actually turn my vibrate on. <laughs> <laughs> on? You mean off? Well, I mean, I should turn it on, because if I don't, then you'll hear ping every time I get a message. Can you not just... Oh, because your iPhone... I turn vib- vibrate off when it's on silent. No. Because I just don't give a shit. If my phone is on silent, I'm not answering. It's a work phone. My my um, my iPad iPhone is a work phone. So if I'm not working, I'm not answering that phone. <laughs> um, but was it? Where was it going? Oh, you were you were. We got stuff. I got notes. notes. <laughs> we got topic notes. We're good. Stuff set. I actually have things planned. Kinda ish. Um, a little bit different now that there's only two people, but do you, do you have, you have a PlayStation still, right? Yes. Okay. Still works then. Cool. Um, we're just going to run through some, what we're watching and playing and shit real quick. Okay. Uh, and because you, I'm going to have you go into detail, I'm going to start. Okay. <laughs> so one, stupid phone. Well, we both can talk about one thing because I watched it at this point three times you have now watched it for the first time yeah uh steven universe movie came out last monday mm-hmm. uh when you're listening or watching this it probably would have been two mondays ago um and i was very happy and i cried a lot and <laughs> pink diamond is trash forever <laughs> trash pink, pink diamond should have been canceled a while ago so i actually <laughs> Before going into talking about the movie at all, uh, I I randomly throw on the music from the show. Like, mm-hmm. I'll shuffle the entire library. And um, the ending theme song, uh, Love Like You, yeah. played. And I, I guess I listened to it all the time, but driving, and it was just me listening to it. And listening to the lyrics of that song, it's not redemption in any way, Mm-mm. but when you're listening to that and you realize that it's Rose singing, basically. Yeah. Um, it really makes it sound like she wishes that she... She regrets the shit that she's done in her life as Pink. Oh, yeah. As Rose, she didn't do as many horrible things that we know of so far. I mean, the problem is, is we're figuring out how hard. her history retroactive. It just gets worse and worse. It gets worse and worse, but it's also because of the way the story's written, the writers have to make that up as they go. It isn't like I don't know. What if... Okay. 
if right, they have like on. an established history for it, that they're hiding so from So I us. am going to be a little bit spoilery. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be very spoilery. It's been out for, like I said, two weeks now. You can watch it on YouTube TV. You can watch it through other streaming services. You can buy it, rent it, whatever. Um, let me look up some lyrics to a song. Uh, <laughs> it, it would be interesting to me if they had this history for Rose like hidden somewhere and that's what they're basing it on so rebecca sugar Mm -hmm. creator of the show obviously this is just fans being theory people and i that uh, steven universe theories are some of my favorite theories yeah um it's up there with like gravity falls uh (laughs) so before in while she was working on um steven universe she worked on adventure time and -hmm. did a lot of music for adventure time yeah including a song that in a movie, in, in one of the episodes she sang herself, uh, Everything Stays. And the lyrics literally go, Let's go in the garden, you'll find something waiting, right there where you left it, lying upside down. Okay. <laughs> so when everybody's like, oh, did they make Spinell up? Or has this some been somewhere in the back of her mind? Which is literally, that is the plot to this movie. Of yes. Sp- this is Spinell's life. Spinel in the garden, her <laughs> flipped upside down, and she was abandoned. That is crazy. Yeah. So that is, that is too much to be a coincidence, right? in my opinion. <laughs> it's too it's too far, and it's one of those things where there. I'm sure people online will be like, hey, it happens. Stuff happens like that all the time. I'm like, this is the one person that has had these things. Yes, the whole community guessed that Rose was pink mm-hmm. years ago, years before it was released or revealed. Yeah, but. The level at which the fuckery happened <laughs> was a whole different thing. Um, but yeah, I love the movie. I have listened to the music. I've listened to, or I, yeah, like I said, I've watched it three times now. I will randomly listen to songs. Kim and I, when I was taking her to the airport the other day, we just listened to the music. She loves the Spinell songs. Yeah. Um, the more like jazzy. Mm-hmm. And then bluesy really the last whatever that one is it's a jazz and swing kind of fusion because her character is inspired by that 1920s you know rubber hose cartoon stuff straight up she even has the eyes in her original form the bouncy eyes the the wedged eyes and like if you've seen you know a steamboat willie or cuphead or played uh What's that fucking horror game you love so much? Angel? Then you think me, me Sheen. Yeah. Also, so. right. No, I moved him. So no, he's up top. Okay. So yeah, styles like that is what she's reminiscent of, and her music follows along that era. Um, I like the character in general because yeah, it deals with not just like. It's relatable to people who have things like abandonment issues and stuff like that. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of articles talking about how well this portrays abusive relationships. and Well, it portrays abusive relationships. It, it portrays abandonment on the surface of it, but at a deeper level, it deals with how people who are abandoned or how people who have anxiety about being abandoned deal with that trauma in their own way. Um, it relates to people like me who have social anxiety who, like... I will get angry if people, like, cancel plans, but that is, like, something you have to work on in process. And Spinell represents the far extreme of, like, how toxic of a person you can become if you don't learn to deal with those emotions. And people Mm -hmm. pointed out there's points where, while Steven is trying to to talk, not talk her down, but Mm -hmm. help her, 
she so she starts hitting herself. Yeah. Um, the the her her first introdu- the introduction her song literally ends with her laughing and smiling while she essentially is murdered. Yeah. <laughs> um, so no, yeah, she, very. She resorts to self abuse because she's so confused. And one of the greatest lines is when Stephen finally gets his powers back and she's hitting his shield. She doesn't know. She doesn't recognize anymore why she wants to hurt him so badly. Mm-hmm. She's she's confused to the point of, like, I want to be your friend, but I also feel like I have to get back at you for what you did to me. Even though he <laughs> didn't do mm-hmm. anything. No. Um, which, which is also the whole story yeah. of the entire series. <laughs> but that is, I mean, that is, again, something that is Pink's or Rose's fault, right? Is we know that we learn halfway through the film that she abandoned this character that was kind of the climax the expositional part of the film mm-hmm. which um, again that song that song fucks you up if you're oh, listening yeah. to that song it's basically hey i was i just stood I, there i it, she did what she thought was being a good friend which was standing that, still for six thousand while she's years. waiting she's while she's standing there waiting she's wondering if she did something wrong if it's her oh, yeah. fault that she's been abandoned well that's something else that people would that stuff deal with is they kind of gaslight themselves in a way. Yeah, we're Someone fucking else... going a lot deeper in the movie <laughs> we than are. I thought we were. But it's, it's... The reason why I love Steven Universe as a show in the first place is because if you are willing to dig deeper, you find the messages in every episode and they deal with real personal problems. And that's why a lot of people are like, okay, well this is supposed to be a kid's show. Well, yeah, in a way it is, yeah. but you have to be an adult to get the implicit meaning behind a lot of and stuff. And even if you don't, I feel like the way that they portray things in it, it works to teach kids that are young enough that don't really know this kind of stuff yet, but they are seeing it and being like, oh, this is how you should be. This is what you should do in these kind of oh, situations yeah. and live with this kind of... Or, yeah. But that's, um, that's just something people with that kind of anxiety deal with is someone else does something wrong to you and you immediately internalize that mm-hmm. and your brain kind of twists it to make it your fault now. <laughs> so one of the biggest things, Steven Universe in general, I've always felt is when we grew up, we had Rocka's Modern Life and all that kind of stuff. And... Mm-hmm. They were serious shows that if you go back and watch now, there's a lot of adult content. Yeah. Like the humor. I mean, like people point out the fact that he basically worked for a phone sex line. Yeah. Um, but the difference between Rocco's Modern Life being a kid's show that had adult content in it mm-hmm. and Steven Universe being a kid's show that has adult content in it, the adult content is... I don't want to say progressive because it just should be how it is. It's not. It's progressive. not progressive. It's, just, it's hey, it's just there to give to give adult watchers of the show that more meaning behind mm-hmm. every minute that they watch it. There's and very... yes, there's still some stupid shit like hey, there's a whole Tumblr about Greg fucks a rock. Yeah, because <laughs> Greg fucked the rock. Greg fucked the rock. Literally, he talks about he's going to use his charm oh, on Blue boy. Diamond at one point in the series. Oh boy. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Fucking loved it. Uh, we still do not know if that was the full end mm-hmm. or if there's more because the way that everybody fucking talks about this show, it's in weird, like, tongues or some shit where they're not 100% telling the truth. It's one of those things that's difficult in the world of animation right now because so many shows... I'm so... Okay, KO got canceled. Yeah. Um, the problem is that so many of these shows go far and the world of media in general is changing. We are moving further and further away from old media broadcast television 
to streaming media, which promotes binge culture, which in a way is a good thing for shows, but also a very bad thing for shows. If I can let you binge an entire season of something, it means once you're done that season, then I have to do something to get you interested in the next season. Mm-hmm. Which, and I know. If I do a weekly release, then I can pretty much guarantee that most of the viewers are going to be hooked on that show week to week to week. <laughs> and see, I know we, we had a conversation about this last week about. I am a fan. I will be happy if Disney Plus goes the weekly. But yeah. I also feel like Disney also will have enough of their backlog of different, like the Disney afternoon cartoons. They've it's been confirmed that a majority, if not all of them, will be streaming like day one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just one of those things where I I'm getting Disney Plus, or my family will be getting Disney Plus. Um, <laughs> Because we're huge Disney fans. We mm-hmm. would love to watch those movies whenever, however, wherever. But I am so excited about The Mandalorian, the Kaz- uh, uh, yeah, Kazian mm-hmm. um, series that's supposed to be coming out later on down the road. Fucking Obi-Wan show. All the Marvel series. Like, the fact that they announced the Miss Marvel series coming up. I'm like, thank fucking God. Oh, yeah. Um, now, if only they could do something with Miles Morales. Oh, damn, Sony. Yeah. Um... <laughs> The thing that, that the the one thing that I was worried about the most is the production value for these shows is Miss Marvel started with the same kind of production value that all other Marvel films had. That's Captain Marvel or Captain Marvel. Sorry, I keep getting I know. mixed up. Well, in 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 a sense, Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel are the same person when it is yes. uh, Carol. Okay, well, let's say um, Winter Soldier and Captain Falcon. Oh yeah, I can't wait for that. Or Falcon. Just in general. Captain Captain Falcon. (laughs) I don't know why I said Captain Falcon. Hello. But anyway, um, so those two characters started in Marvel Cinema, where production values are in the millions of fucking dollars. Now they're moving to sort of a TV show on live streaming. Are the production values going to remain just as high or... Are they going to have to scale back because their budget's going to be smaller and things are just going to look out of place? I think it'll be slightly scaled. I don't think it'll be as big of a jump. I don't think it's going to be Avengers to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think it'll be in somewhere... biggest problem with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I love the show, but Um, the problem is is I look at CG and stuff on that show, and it just... It's hard to... It looks bad. It's hard to compare. Like, uh, Ghost Rider looks pretty good. Like, the shit that Mm -hmm. they did with him looks great, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, there were definitely parts where you're like, eh. uh, but again, that's, I really think it's going to be an in-between where you've got the movies, the highest budget, the actual broadcast television being the lower budget, mm-hmm. but then whatever Disney plus is putting out. I mean, they're, they're doing movies that they would have been releasing in theaters on the platform, like the Cruella DeVille, the Lady and the Tramp is a day one movie. Yeah. Um, so it, I, I I don't have blind faith in Disney, believe me. Um, I saw some of those Lilo and Stitch sequels. Uh, <laughs> Look, I, I watched Atlantis 1. I love Atlantis. I love Atlantis 1. I love Atlantis. One There's the no other movies to that. Best. It's just Atlantis. <laughs> there was Atlantis 2. <laughs> you know what Atlantis 2 is? It's Treasure Planet. It's right I watched there. maybe 10 minutes of Atlantis 2 and immediately just quit. I was like, this is so the bad. The only directed to home video Disney sequels I enjoy are the Aladdin movies mm-hmm. and Lion King 1 and a half. 
which is basically Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, right? Yeah. Is that what's it called? Is that the name of that? I think so. And I'm I don't know movies like that that well, <clears throat> but it's just it's the story <laughs> of Lion King told from a different perspective, and it's fucking great. It is. Um, so the only thing I'm really going to talk about what I played this week is. Uh, is the final chapter, the farewell chapter that was finally added last week for Celeste. Okay. Um, I haven't even played more Celeste since I streamed it. The did you ever time. beat Celeste? No? Okay. So, to unlock chapter 9, you have to beat chapter 8. To beat chapter 8, you have to get all the crystal hearts that are hidden throughout the worlds, um, mm-hmm. which I had done. I think I only had, like, the last, literally, like, the last two levels to do in chapter eight to actually proceed on to nine mm-hmm. and i did the night before i did the stream um one man i'm fucking rusty uh <laughs> two well you say rusty and this is a platformer that in some places is requires like milliseconds worth of reaction I, time to get things right i called it timing and direction it's mm-hmm. all about the whole game is about timing and direction. Yeah. Um, and I am horrible at both of those things. But some of the because stuff is of the, the way, breath. yeah, mm-hmm. because of the way that the game is played, um, the the live die repeat, the super fast pace mm-hmm. of that, uh, which is why I still am a huge fan of Super Meat Boy as well, and I can't wait for Super Meat Boy forever, um, <laughs> whenever the hell it comes out. Uh, but yeah, I. I enjoyed the ability to fuck up and be like, all right, that didn't work. That didn't work. This works. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's never three times. Um, <laughs> no. The, it, it, I mean, it's still it's as good as any of the previous chapters. It's, mm-hmm. in my opinion, probably the hardest, but I'm not sure if it's because of me being rusty or not. Um, it throws in so many new mechanics, but you also have to remember other mechanics from earlier to kind of get back into the groove and i was doing so bad on the first couple levels that i think like the third screen in it was something i was just not understanding what i was having what i had to do that i actually Mm -hmm. pulled up a video to be like oh fuck i completely (laughs) forgot i could i could do that kind of thing um so it takes me back to when well that's what i was gonna say portal when when the first portal launched dave got it for pc and i used to you know come to his house and play it I had never really played puzzle games, mm-hmm. and I wasn't at the point in my life where I understood what, like, being good at a game even was, <laughs> so... Do you now? Kind of. I mean, it's better than... <laughs> I'm not saying, like, I'm an expert, but no, I'm saying, yeah. like, I can learn from... I can learn from context clues. I can learn what's in a room and how to solve a problem, where before it was just... I was playing games at 16 pretty much the same way I was playing games when I was 10, which was, like... Let me just run around and do silly crap until I beat a level. Yeah. And that didn't work with these style of games because they were about problem solving. And so when the first time I played Portal, I made it to like the third chamber and just didn't know what I was doing anymore. Oh, wow. And then, you know, I was like, all right, well, what am I supposed to do here? And Dave was like, oh, just do this. And I was like, okay. But I never got to the point where I understood how to do it. And then not till I was like 27 that I sit down and play Portal again. It was like, really? Oh, now I know what the hell to do. <laughs> so my <laughs> biggest thing with Portal was, so Portal 1, I love, like my brother and I both, he he beat it 
the night we got it, I let him play it first, and then the next morning I woke up and beat it when he went to school. Because mm-hmm. um, I think it came out right college, first year of college for us. Yeah, about that. Um, so yeah, I, I, we both beat it in one sitting kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The second game came out, and I would have beaten it in one sitting, but I, I think it just got sleepy. Um, <laughs> but... I remember how lucky I was that I was one of the few people that could actually get to play it because I bought... That was back when you bought it on PlayStation 3, you got a free copy on Steam. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't play it on my on my PlayStation, I played it on Steam, and then the PlayStation Network went down the next day. I didn't have a single computer in my house that was powerful enough to oh, play God. any of those games. So you're um, talking about my first computer being a Presario that we had for like eight uh, years. I don't even know what the fuck that means. So you remember the computer company Compaq? Yeah. They made a model of their computer. It's like how Dell makes like Inspirons and shit like that. Compaq made their office Compact. PC tier was called the Presario. And... Basically, you got, like, this is back when processors, like a fast processor, was clocking at 2 gigs. <laughs> and we had dial-up on this thing. We had oh, DSL God. on this thing. So it had a modem that handled both. Um, it was not a great computer. <laughs> yeah, but nobody was really using it to play I games. Think, it was just, we need a computer in the house. No, when I finally got, like, a Dell PC that was mine, like, the thing I could run on it, the fast thing I could run on it was the original Call of Duty. Oh, wow. So... <laughs> the original, not like... Yeah. yeah. Um, this is when, like, DirectX 3 was, like, as high as you could go on a graphics card. This person is. Uh, oh, yeah, so, playing por- por- uh, Portal 2. Mm-hmm. You get through... First part of the game is basically the same stuff. You know, you're using portals, you everything you learned in the you're, first game. You're learning the game all over. The next section when you're in old aperture you're mm-hmm. being introduced to all of these new things all these new mechanics all the gels um and it's great you there's such a creative way to add things to this game mm-hmm. and then you get to the later puzzles in the game and i was having trouble because i'm like using all these new skills that i've learned mm-hmm. and the reason i wasn't able to finish was because i was forgetting to do the basic stuff Oh, yeah. So I'm like, none of these things, none of the gels, none of the, the lasers, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I just have to do this. And I'm like, yeah. oh, there's a block there, or There's something. actually a real term for that. I'm not sure what it is, but it happens to people who become experts or masters of their craft. Can't the do time, simple stuff anymore. Is they forget the basics because of all the new shortcuts and tricks that they've learned. Yeah. So they will shortcut something in the process of making something, and it will completely ruin their project. I like to imagine <laughs> that there are speedrunners that can no longer play a game the normal way. Oh, like, they have not. gotten so used to it's also all those time to a point, skips and shit like that. Well, it comes to a point of annoyance and frustration, because it's like, okay, now I've speedrun the game 50 times and perfected this, let me actually explore what the game's about, but now I'm frustrated because it's taking me so long to get to the end. <laughs> um... So yeah, laugh. love that. I love chapter nine mm-hmm. of Celeste. Uh, I am. I've been playing off stream just because I get really frustrated with games like that. <laughs> and it's one of those things. Like it. It was my game of the year last year. Mm-hmm. I fucking love the game, um, and I still love the game. But I also know that I, when I get frustrated with certain things, I will kind of yell to the point that I almost lose my voice. <laughs> um, I'm an angry person when it comes to inanimate objects. 
Uh, <laughs> I've smashed controllers over games of Call of Duty, so... <laughs> oh, not Call of Duty. It, it's it's this kind, those kind of games. Like, I think I almost snapped an Xbox controller playing um, Meat Boy. Uh, yeah. I almost did the same thing with my Pro Controller with this I thing. I went through... I actually went through a bunch of my controllers last night because I have so many for my Xbox One because I was kind of collecting them. Yeah. Special edition ones. I only have one. I need more. So I've still got... I've got a Titanfall 2 controller. I've got a Halo 5 controller. I've got my Day 1 controller still. I've got... the pro, I'll get to why I can't bring them all. Um, I've got my Scorpio controller, which was the last one I was using. No, I was using my Halo controller as the last one. So the Halo controller, for some reason, buttons on it started sticking real bad. To the point where, like, I pressed the start button on the controller and it wouldn't pop back out without me digging in Ooh. and, like, pulling it. So, I had to shelve that one. The Titanfall controller is my oldest one and it barely works because it's the one I broke playing Call of Duty. <laughs> um, but I think it looks has pretty. some crazy stick drift on it. Um, the day one controller I plugged in, some of the buttons on it are just dead. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, the Scorpio controller I plugged in, it has a problem where it's dual pressing buttons sometimes. So I'll press like left on the D-pad. So how many working controllers do you have? One. <laughs> um, and that's my old Elite controller. So I took my Elite controller out, which I hated using because the rubber grips on it have warped. Yeah. It turns out that those grips over time, especially with hands like mine, heat up and they start hands. to expand. Oh. And with that expansion... They start to slip off the grips, and then they don't flush fit to the grips anymore. That's why I'm glad that the new one is, like, the entirety or whatever oh, is yeah. that grippy. So, material. that material, I tried to actually take super glue and reattach it last night. It's what I have. But it turns out that the grips don't flush fit to the controller anymore. So, I left them on as best I can. I went on Amazon and looked for replacement grips, which a company makes for 20 bucks a kit. That's not bad. Um, some Especially when the controllers are, what, 100 how much yeah. are they each? Hundred each? They were one hundred fifty at launch. So they make some companies make entire like replacement panels where you peel the whole plastic shell off the controller and replace those. But some of them just make stick-on grips that work really well. So I'm getting a set of those. That's cool. Uh, it right. just makes it uncomfortable to hold. So, have you played any of Gears Five? I have not played any. I haven't even installed Gears Five. So I have. Mm-hmm. I don't like Gears games. Yeah. No, it really was. So I, I played the first game. I hated it. Mm -hmm. I played the second game. I loved it. I never touched anything past that because I looked at it and it just didn't interest me. Five came out. I got it for free with yeah. Game Pass. Had it installed. Started playing it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. About hour, two hours in, I'm like, this is just not my thing. Yeah. I, I don't like the combat. I don't mm -hmm. like anything about it really i think i might play the horde mode just because i remember enjoying that so much mm -hmm. years ago well um, in this case it's less of a horde and more of a run down a hallway mode. oh is it really so like hell they, i'll play as dave or yeah. whatever the fuck the no, little robot dude's name the is way keith. They, the way it's jack keith, it's keith <laughs> the way they so the way they describe the mode in this one the unique mode to this game type is it's an escape mode so what happens is you're fighting waves of no, enemies. No, no, no. There's there's regular, there's regular horde, horde as well. Yeah, oh, okay. I didn't know that. that. Yeah, they um they showed that off at GDC. I thought okay. we we might have talked about it. And we might have skipped over it just probably talked about it. But I didn't gears, know there was so. a regular horde mode in the game. Yeah, there's the, the escape mode, which looked cool. I remember mm. them showing that off at E3. Well, there's a map builder for it as well, and the map builder 
works on the Mario Maker principle. If you build a map and you can't you beat, beat it, it. Oh, you can't publish it. Oh, that's <laughs> smart. I like that. Um, so that's really, I mean, I don't know if Dave has touched it at all, but to me, it looks, I can't even, I gameplay-wise, it feels better than the other games, but oh, yeah. visually, the cutscenes, I don't know if it's because of my computer or mm-hmm. because of how, how it's setting, the settings are on the computer right now, I was having so many issues in cutscenes where it looked like the bodies were just molds, no no details on oh, so it. It wasn't getting any of the res- yeah. Um, uh, that happens with a lot of these higher res games, um, depending on graphics cards and how they. There's draw a point shit. where he like looks at a picture and it's supposed to be really emotional. It's just this blocky texture. I'm like, <laughs> oh man, my block wife, I miss her. <laughs> so what happens is when a texture renders in a game is your graphics card, every graphics card is set to do this, it prioritizes drawing wireframes first. Mm. So any meshes that overlay anything, that's what it's going to draw first. We saw this in games like Mass Effect, when it was near the end of the 360's life cycle, and ME3 had come out, and everyone complained about texture popping, is because the textures that they used in the game were so high res the internal graphics card of your Xbox could not render them fast enough. So it was like, okay, I'm just going to prioritize drawing the world and everything else will look like shit smeared on the wall. (laughs) I mean, Grand Theft Auto still has that. On any any version of that game, you could put it... you can have the greatest computer, mm-hmm. and you will still have the issue. Be like you're going over a thing. It's like, oh, there are the buildings. Well, GTA Five actually uses different technology, and this is why things just pop into oh, existence. Really? Is because everything in the world is instanced. So the way that it works is, as you are moving through the world, the draw distance is expanded basically as far as you could actually see. Huh. But the way that it works is past a certain horizon. Stuff doesn't actually exist, exist until, you, until get you get to a certain point. <laughs> so it kind of... So the way that it works is it's saving memory by deleting whatever is behind mm-hmm. you and rendering whatever is in front of you. <laughs> so I I remember them showing off, like, how... Um, oh, what was that game? Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. How they worked that kind of thing. And it really was... What existed was what was on screen. Anything oh, yeah. behind you only existed when you looked at it. Yeah. And they showed, like, from a top-down kind of perspective of, like, here's oh, yeah. me looking, here's my cone of existence, basically. Yeah. So I'm guessing kind of like that, but Horizon yeah. does it a lot better than it GTA. But it's a cone in front of you, and, for example, people always ask the question, like, okay, well, what if there's, like, an enemy behind me or something like that? That enemy essentially turns into a spawn point. Yeah. It still has all the same AI, but it has none of the visual rendering attached yeah. to it. It's basically so, like <laughs> a bunch of information that's coming at you, and then once yes. it gets in your peripheral, it's like, oh, there's an enemy. Yes. Or the sound will still play or something. Yeah. Okay. No, um, it, has, it has all the features all right. there. It just has none of the rendering there until it finally attacks you from behind. So, so I don't, yeah, so I'm, not, I'm just not going to really say, personally, me, not a yes. Gears fan, so Gears 5 didn't bring me back. No. The thing, the thing that I'm looking forward to in Gears 5 is strictly the campaign, and that's because I'm invested in Gears lore. Also, wait, I, Appar- I thought you played as Kate. I believe you did. <laughs> uh, what I played of so far, you don't play as Kate. You play okay. as uh, Marcus's son, I guess. Marcus. Well, that's... I mean, he was part of the group. Yeah, um, the the way that the setup is, you get to... When you start up and you do multiplayer for campaign, maybe it was you can either play as... The, the son, mm-hmm. the son's black friend, or the robot. 
Okay. <coughs> and you, know, you didn't have the option of playing. And you can only play as the son solo. You can't play as anybody gotcha. else. So what I saw from the gameplay footage that I watched was the campaign is <coughs> kind of more of the same. It has some larger action set pieces than other campaigns. And it has sort of open world hubs that you can visit, which are nice. Um, so it's a little bit more expansive. You have things like side missions you can do and stuff like that. Um, there are a couple new weapons and they've also changed the way certain weapons work. So some of the weapons just feel a lot, for lack of a better term, chunkier this time around. Mm -hmm. They just feel like they hit harder than they used to. Which I is like a the, welcome addition. Because, I like the little robot dude because it yeah. is really like I can be in the middle of a firefight and there's like, I see there's so ammo there. Take Jack now and Jack go get ammo. I'm going to stay here. Yeah. Which makes you a lot more effective, because there are parts in Gears where it's like, you have a power weapon that you really want to use, you have no ammo for it, but you're also out of ammo for your That's other also a thing, where like, I'll kill a bad guy down there, he's got like the, the bouncy disc gun, and I'm like, mm -hmm. if I run to that, I'm dead. Hey, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just makes you overall more effective, and so yeah. I I'm, feel like that's good because it lets you flow through an area a lot faster than you used to. A lot of times in Gears, especially on insane difficulty, is hiding behind a wall, peeking out, trying to take a shot, getting shot, and cowering behind that wall for five minutes while your health regens again. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I guess we'll, I'll wait until to get more impre er, impressions yes. on the that until thing, you two play. Yes, the big thing with this campaign story, though, is it's supposed to reveal how the Locust actually came to be and why the Queen started the war. So that's I blame humans. I think to. it's all, they're actually spawn of humans. I think so. With this swarm in effect now, which are essentially like, mutated uh, locusts, that's what's interesting to me. Story spoilers. Don't look them up. <laughs> I'm not going to play. I'll look. Uh, while I look up this. Talk about Borderlands? Yeah, because I have not and won't, won't be touching it okay. unless I get a really cheap deal on it or something. So, Borderlands 3, this time around. Um, <laughs> no, it feels like. It's definitely an improvement over to the pre-sequel, all the previous games. It's a major improvement over those games. Hmm. Um, the four characters you get to choose from, each of them have three different action skills they can choose from. You can swap these on the fly. Um, the skill tree sort of falls under each action skill to buff that action skill or things related to using that action skill, which is nice. Um, and so you have a lot more adaptability on how you level up your character as things go on. For example, I'm playing Moe's, the gunner, who has the big Iron Bear mech yeah. as her action skill. Um, her three action skills are actually different weapon loadouts you can equip to this mech. So she's got a right arm and a left arm for the mech, and you can equip a railgun to start with, a railgun, a gatling gun, and a grenade launcher. So right now I have it set up with a gatling gun, which I've upgraded, and a grenade launcher, which I have yet to upgrade yet. It's just there to do extra pop damage, basically. Um, one of the trees I upgraded to have a little gunner seat on top that everyone saw in the previews for the game. You can have another person ride in that seat if they want to and shoot stuff from it. Uh, <clears throat> we've got Reed playing the operative, which is Zane. So he's got his drones right now, mm -hmm. which are neat. He is the only character that equipped two action skills at the same time. So you can have two different abilities at the same time. Like he can use drones and he can also use a shield. Who's Reed. the one that, who's got the pet? The pet is the hunter. That's okay. Flack, who Dave is playing. All right. So now, none of you. Can't do, have... do you have a siren in your group? No. 
Okay. I have a solo siren I'm playing, and I've used her phase slam, which is pretty neat. Yeah, I was going to say, how does she compare? Because when I was playing, I, w I always chose the siren characters. Well, I'm using her phase slam because it's a melee-focused tree, and I like playing the psycho a lot in Borderlands 2, which his melee tree is completely overpowered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the the way I say it, the reason I say it's overpowered is he has an ability you get later on after upgrading that tree where if your health is low enough he turns into a super mutant psycho. Yeah. He gets more melee damage in that form, and after he comes out of that form, his action skill is recharged instantly. So you can keep going down to low health and God. keep using your action skill to be basically invincible over and over again. <laughs> um. But anyway, her phase slam is great because it's just an AOE ground slam, right? I upgraded that, it to with, change... Where she has got, got all the spectral yeah, hands. she has all thing. the arms, she just punches the ground. I upgraded it to have corrosive damage. It starts Ooh. out as shock, now it's corrosive. Is it shock and corrosive or just corrosive? Just corrosive okay. right now. Um, later on, I can change it to two different forms. I can have it do a Nova to increase its AoE, but it reduces the damage it does overall, or I can have it shoot in a straight line in front of me from the oh. ground, which does more damage, but it's less, less area. Yeah. Um, she has her other abilities are phase cast, which actually shoots the fist out in front of her in like a spiral. Oh, that's cool. Doing damage. It's like a pass through arrow. It does damage to everything along its way. Imagine a really fast Hanzo alt. Yeah. Um, and then she also has one called Phase Grasp, which is like Phase Lock. Yeah, I saw Lock. that one. I remember when I saw that, I was surprised yeah. for some because they had basically been describing her as yes, she's a siren, but she's more mm -hmm. hands-on than yes. the other sirens. So were. she can hold an enemy in place. She can upgrade that to do like automatic criticals of the stuff she holds in place. Does it do like an explosive it. damage when it? stops you can upgrade it with yeah. things like that you can upgrade it to spawn more fists that sort of pound the enemies around the bubble that's so cool it's a big cc tree essentially it's designed to control a lot of the field and do a lot of damage in an area um dave playing flak right now he's using the ant lion which has a little drill arm yeah. it's one of its arms <laughs> and it's a great pet for pulling a lot of aggro to itself so it basically keeps him free to move around and shoot a lot of stuff from far away um, so he prefers using that. So one. he's basically got his own mini tank? Pretty his much. little mini tank character running around? Yeah, it's a mini tank. You have his other characters like the Skag. The Skag is more of a CC character. And the little monkey looking thing. I forget what it's called. I think it's called a Jabber. Is that the butt monkey things or whatever from the yeah. second game? No, those were Bully Mongs. It's not no, a Bully Mong. I don't remember. I think it's called a Jabber this time around. And you discover some of them on another planet you go to. But so I, that's he just punches stuff. That's mm -hmm. the one thing I want. I'm the most interested about because in the first three games, basically, mm -hmm. I guess in the set in the third game or two point was it one point five? Yeah, because yeah. it's pre sequel. Um, you go to technically from the moon to the space station or whatever. Yeah, you but from Alpha's to you Alpha's are mostly one planet. It's mm -hmm. been Pandora all the time. This is the first time we're introduced to having multiple planets yeah. you have access to. So when, when they came out and said this game will be like four times the size of the original Borderlands, they weren't lying. Yeah. The map you start on Pandora, just the first area you visit on Pandora is huge. It's If you imagine the starting zone in like Borderlands 1 where you were on Pandora, yeah. it's easily twice the size of that starting zone. Oh, wow. <laughs> um. You go to other areas. So the way maps work is you've got a planet that you're on, right? You've got areas, like in a traditional Borderlands map, on mm -hmm. that planet you can go to. So it's like you go from, for example, the first spot you sort of really expand in in 
on Pandora, where you start, is called the Droughts. Then later you go to, like, a place called Sanctuary Rise, I think it is. And then you go to other areas, which expand out into more and more stuff you can explore. Um, after you leave the planet, um, you go then to... I forget what the second planet is called, but you go there and it's a planet that... Hades. Well, it's a planet that the Atlas Corporation controls, which is full of, like, giant cities. So imagine Coruscant, but actually on the ground this time. Okay. Um, but they're at a war with the Maliwan Corporation. So you're there to kind of help At Atlas out and see if you can get... I won't spoil who the character is, but an older character on your side. Um, is Torque in the game? Torque. I haven't come across them yet. But okay. I have come across cereal boxes in the environments that have Mr. Torque on them, and they're called Explodios. <laughs> so I that. love that guy. I hope they come out with Explodios. And there's just cereal with Pop Rocks in it. Yes. I won't eat it. I will buy a box. That's like, I, you know, th I told you what cereal is actually really good video game cereal, right? What? The Lucio O's. Lucio O's. Also, what the fuck, Blizzard? Lucio O's. Lucio's. Lucio's. Not Lucio O's. Like, I have those two, cup, the Cuphead and Mugman and the, uh, the Devil cereals. I'm not eating that shit. Yeah. I know for a fact that it is probably the worst tasting. It probably tastes <laughs> as bad, if not worse, than the... Do I still have that? No. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, Super Mario cereal, oh, yeah. Yeah. which was horrible. You got an well, amiibo, but... <laughs> yeah. So the characters are all unique in their own way, and they have major adaptability across their action skills. That's kind of what I'm getting at. The other sort of meat and potatoes of the game, of course, is the guns. The guns all feel really good mm -hmm. this time around. I mean, okay. the biggest thing for me in a game is the way guns sound when you shoot them. Borderlands 1 had the worst gun sounds I have ever heard. Which one had the gun that literally yelled? That was Borderlands 2. That okay. was when you got a gun that... It's it was, a legendary... It was voiced by... It was, it was infinite ammo. <laughs> it was infinite ammo. It was voiced ammo. by yes. Ashley Birch. It was a gun that you could get as part of a quest chain that took way too long because the game was trying to convince you that what you were going to get is a really gun good ever. gun. It is a really good gun for stats-wise until you start shooting it and it starts screaming at you has, and also makes you move like a step per minute. And <laughs> when you reload it, you literally yells reloading yes. every time. Reloading. Um, <laughs> it is the most annoying Which is entertaining use. and cute at first because mm -hmm. everybody loves Ashley Birch. Yes. Um, but after you've been playing for hours with your friends, it gets really fucking obnoxious. <laughs> it gets really stupid. But there are... A couple interesting things about the guns in this game. Um, everyone raved about these selectable firing modes that you can get on certain guns. Okay. So, <laughs> for example, the very first pistol you get in the game is a Vladoff pistol. Everyone knows Vladoff is very basic, automatic fire, you know, generally high magazine capacity guns. And that's what this is at first. Just an automatic pistol. Feels really good. Gets you a good introduction to how guns work. It also has an alternate firing mode. It has zip rockets on the bottom of it, which are little tiny, like, rockets that shoot out the bottom. It's basically a mini rocket launcher on the bottom of the gun. That's cool. So you can switch to that, and it shoots. you can shoot five of these in rapid succession before it has to reload itself. All these alternate firing modes on these guns that require ammo reload themselves over time. Oh. So you aren't... That's actually really yeah. interesting. So the zip rockets do a consistent amount of damage or something. That's kind of their function, is they do, like... It'll tell you how much damage they do in the flavor text of the weapon. Yeah, um, and it's not that, like the range kind yeah. of thing. It's just you do it's, this much damage. Yeah. It's basically just designed to give you an extra set of burst damage to use 
and then go back to pistol mode to finish stuff off with. Does it still have that thing where basically if you use the same type of gun more often, you are better at using that gun? No, there's no skills this time around. That was actually only in Borderlands 1. Really? I guess I forgot so that. Because I remember have... rocket launchers. Rocket yeah. launchers were a bitch. If you use a rocket launcher and you've mm-hmm. never used it before, you might hit your target every one out of ten yeah. shots. they only had that in borderlands one and it was one of the more annoying features is weapon skills basically as you leveled up a weapon by using it more a certain weapon type you got bonuses to using that weapon yeah and i think all the Mm. all the vault hunters actually had a specialty weapon that they were already slightly more skilled with yeah yeah so there's no there's no more of that um all the weapons feel, again, really good. I have one that's kind of weird because it says it has two firing modes, but the text said it switches between full auto and full auto. So I'm like, what the hell? It turns out what it has on it is <laughs> it's got like a hollow sight on it, and then it's got a magnifier for that hollow sight to zoom oh, in. Oh, okay. So I noticed when I switched, my character was turning the weapon over, flipping the magnifier in front of the scope, and then I could zoom in further. That's cool. I um, thought maybe because I know the, the stats on a lot of the games, it's all randomized still, right? A lot of it is randomized to a certain extent. Weapon prefixes and names matter a whole lot more to their function now. So when you pick up a certain weapon based on the name, if you're paying attention, you can kind of tell what it's going to feel like. Okay. Um, the, The other big thing that people talked about was instance loot and how that works. So It's better now, right? It's a whole lot better than just... Everybody shit takes from the same kind box. of yes. Everyone trying to you have one person in the game that ninjas all the loot, or you have people Dave. taking five minute discussions on who gets what. Me um, and you trying to get stuff that Dave let us have. Yeah. <laughs> so the way it seems, the way it works now is actually pretty neat. Everyone gets their own pools of loot when stuff drops, and it's still randomized for each individual person. It's right? randomized for each individual person. So we've come across a couple enemies that are really neat. Um, the midgets have been replaced by enemies called Tinks this time around. Tinks are neat because they're like midgets, but they are also kind of engineers for this new bandit cult, Children of the Vault. So they can do stuff like put down turrets and stuff like that. Okay. They can actually be quite annoying if left alone. <laughs> um, but what they, what they also have are loot tinks. Now, if you remember, like, loot rats from Borderlands 2, if you killed them fast enough, they dropped you a ton yeah. of stuff. They were basically the uh, the loot goblins or yeah. whatever from Diablo. So what they do now is you shoot them, you kill them, they spew out a bunch of stuff, but they also have backpacks on. So in the spot where they die, they drop this backpack, you click on that and open it up, more loot. Holy <laughs> shit. So, and that loot usually is a whole lot of guns that spawn. You can get any rarity of guns from them. Dave found a legendary last time we oh played. God. I found a legendary on my solo one, which was actually... The conference call shotgun from Borderlands 2. Were there... I can't remember. Like, it's been a while for now. Mm-hmm. For, were there weapons where... Like, level-restricted le- weapons? There are still level-restricted weapons, but usually what you're finding is stuff that's only in a level or two above you. Okay. So right. it's not like you're finding stuff that's level Because that's 50. the legendary thing. It's like, hey, I yeah. found a legendary, but I can't use it for another no. 20 levels. Most of the, most of the stuff is going to be leveled to your level when you find it. So or what level, level are you above. currently on? I think on we your just main. hit level... On my main, we just hit level 10. Okay, the last thing I saw on his screen, because like we said, Dave was mm-hmm. playing, um, he was level 11. Okay. Uh, Beastmaster, was it? Beastmaster. Yeah. Beastmaster um, is just his class name. Yeah. So... so Alright, you guys aren't that far. No. Um, I was going to add... The, the only 
anything story-wise I really was interested in mm-hmm. so far with these twins, the the mm-hmm. leaders of the children of what is it? Children, children of the Children of the Vault. I want to say Adam. Um, what is that? <laughs> Fallout. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Man, that was a fun storyline. Yes. Um. But yeah, uh, what do you think of them so far? Okay, so this is going to require spoilers, so I'll just say that right now. Spoilers. Um, spoilers for Borderlands It's flashing 3. on the screen, and by that I mean my hands are doing a thing, because I need to hit a button. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. I need to do that. I need spoilers to find a button? Yeah. Right now I have nothing. Nothing? Okay. I, don't, I think I even got rid of Dix. Yeah, Dix is even We need going. a spoilers overlay button. Um, anyway, so here's what happens. You actually find this out during sort of the end of the first mission chain, right before you leave Pandora. Not too bad, then. Um, so... You get ambushed. Lilith is out there to fight alone. Lilith dies, right? Lilith doesn't die. Or she gets her powers she sucked She gets her out powers her. taken. So, Tyrene, which is one of the villains, and Troy, her brother, Tyrene is a siren. Her siren ability is she can sap the life force from anything. So while you're walking around Pandora, She's you discover vampire. these, pretty much, you discover these husks. Which are people who have clearly died in some mysterious way. Oh, shit. But they also look like they have iridium crystals, like, poking out of their bodies. Um, it turns out that she drains them of their life force, and that's what turns them into these husks. Now, she can also do this to other sirens. So, when but she it finally gets kill attacked... But it doesn't kill them, it just takes, her, yeah, takes their power. She eventually overpowers Lilith... Um, while she's holding her, she begins absorbing her powers, and the little siren tattoos actually disappear from her body. Troy is a parasitic twin. So, when they were born, he was essentially leeching off of her. Yeah. She says, our father had to literally cut us apart. <laughs> so, that's also why Troy is missing one of his arms, which plays a big robot arm. Oh, okay. But that he has sense. siren tattoos, and Lilith says, ask him if he's a siren. Well, it turns out the only reason he has that tattoos is the only way he can stay alive is for Tyrene to share some of her energy with him. Oh, wow. So she's constantly got to replenish him over and over and over again. And that's why they're looking for the vault in this game. is called the Great Vault. It's supposed to be the vault that is kind of the ultimate one that connects all the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like... Because the, really the vaults weirdly exist outside of time yeah. and space. Almost. So it seems like... What needs to happen, what Tyrene hopes what happens, is she'll find the Great Vault. It'll give her enough power that Troy will no longer be dependent on her. Um, of course, the Vault Hunters want to find the Vault for... Themselves. Any player wants to find it for a shit ton of guns and money, but it's also to stop them from potentially doing bad shit to the universe. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, so is the other... Is the Siren from the second game in it at all? I believe Maya's in it from what we saw in the preview trailers. Yeah. I haven't come across it I don't remember. Yet. I can't even remember character so, faces half the this time. This is continuing spoilers. Characters we've come across so far. Ellie, Lilith, Vaughn from... Which one's Ellie? Ellie's the... Ellie's a... Uh, fucking Scooter's sister. The big one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, there's a funny line in it. If you're playing Flack and you go to meet her for the first time, it says... He says, most humans are frail, but you have admirable heft, girl. <laughs> So people make the joke is some girls are thick, but Ellie has admirable heft. <laughs> uh, I know there's. I've actually seen a couple of things talking about like the bo- body positivity behind her character. Too. Oh yeah. So uh, the way that it worked very early on in the game, Ellie makes no shame about flaunting her body. 
And so there's several cases in which, like, she's talking to the player character, and she's making references to the player character checking her out. Yeah, nice. (laughs) So it's kind of hilarious in a way, because it's like, it can be that sort of, like, I'm a little grossed out humor, or it can be that, like, oh, she's actually confident and it's played for a laugh. Mm -hmm. So Ellie comes back, obviously, Mm -hmm. um... Ellie comes back. Vaughn from Tales of the Borderlands is back. You meet him very early on the game. And he's Lilith no longer voiced by the same, by Troy. No. Yeah. Uh, so Vaughn is back. Vaughn was the sort of sidekick in Tales from the Borderlands. He oh, the, sorry, that's right. Yeah. I'm thinking of who's the main character? Reese. Okay. Mm-hmm. Reese was originally voiced yeah. by. Um, fuck, I forgot his Troy name. Baker. I just said it. Troy. Yeah. I. Whatever happened. Fuck <laughs> Gearbox as. The higher ups people, yeah. fuck them. Well, fuck Randy Pitchford uh, in yeah. particular. <laughs> um, Vaughn was voiced by Chris Hardwick. Was yeah. he still voiced by Chris Hardwick? I believe so. Okay. His voice doesn't sound any different, and I'll have to check credits. Did, to you see. didn't want to punch anybody, like <laughs> Chris Hardwick. Yeah, but Vaughn basically has gone on to become a bandit warlord, and then his bandit clan joined the Children of the Vault, which is why that we makes find sense. him early on. So, so you find him. Um, later on, you meet a new character. I'm already forgetting her name, but she works for the Atlas Corporation, and Reese is now the head of the Atlas Corporation. So old Reese, yes, as he looks in the or, or bearded Reese, I guess I don't know. Yeah. So you meet these characters. You go, of course, staple characters like Moxie are back. Tannis is back. You meet her early on. Marcus, of course, is still there. Um, you actually do a pretty funny quest for Marcus that involves fixing the first gun vending machine you come across. He asks you to go get a, ske- a spine from a shock skag to fix, essentially, what is a fuse, which yeah. makes sense in the world of Borderlands, right? <laughs> yeah. But he, and the optional objective is to go get a human spine. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you kill bandits until you find a human spine, right? That and if has you find the human spine, priority. Or, uh, no, he just asks you to put the human spine in first, and it just kind of fizzles out. And he's like, "Of course, the human spine wouldn't work. I just wanted revenge." <laughs> 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 okay. And then you put the shock skag spine, and everything works. Oh but, my god! Um, the game also has some unique. These are little tidbits to it, but everything in the game feels smoother. Moving is so much fun in this game now because your characters move faster. Well, now they're sliding too, but you're right? Sliding and mantling. Which really? Is okay. I knew about the sliding. I didn't know there was. You mantling also now. have the return of ground panels, which were in the pre-sequel. Yeah. So if you're up high enough, you jump and then you crouch. You will do a melee attack that hits the ground. And we don't have any oxygen stuff no, so far. No right? oxygen. Okay. Stuff. Fuck that shit. Um, there was actually a video I watched. These guys do challenges all the time in different games, and so he was trying to beat the pre-sequel without an Oz kit. <laughs> nice. It's um, possible? It's possible, but it requires some crazy Precision speed running fuck, of, of certain parts of the game. Like, you cannot stop to level up for certain portions. Yeah. Um, so there's that. There was uh, vehicles in the game. There's three different types of vehicles in this game. But vehicles also have more in-depth customization, and... What I mean by that is, say you find a vehicle that has parts on it that you don't have on your vehicle, you can hijack vehicles now. Full-on oh. Halo-style hijack a vehicle from an enemy. Ooh, because you could never do that before. Yes. It was just you have to destroy. You have to blow destroy. Them So, once you hijack a vehicle, say it's got better armor on it or something than your current vehicle does, you take it to a catcher ride, 
park it there, it scans it in, and you get the parts That's from that cool. vehicle to use on yours. Because I always loved the vehicles in the game, but I hated how little there was you could do with them. So, I like being able to upgrade that kind of it's stuff. It's like Rage upgrades almost. So in Rage, you could upgrade vehicles with better armor, better engines, better boost, tires, all kinds of stuff. This game lets you do that even more from various color schemes. I stole a Children of the Vault Outrunner, and my Outrunner and I was able to paint like, like theirs. Nice. So... That's it's, really cool. It's a whole lot of stuff. It's it's very in-depth with that. Um, so from what I'm hearing so far, you yeah. are definitely recommending people pick up Borderlands. I recommend people pick it up, especially if you're a fan of any previous games, because this game just gives you more of everything that games were. So for people that have never played it, do you mm -hmm. think this is an okay place to jump in, or is there too much backstory? I don't think there's too much backstory, and if you really feel like you're missing the backstory, just there is a hour and a half long video on youtube of the timeline of borderlands it'll, it'll also be a lot shorter than playing the game it would be a lot shorter than playing the game and it will catch you up you don't have to i don't think you have to play the previous games to jump into this one at all okay you'll be miss you'll look at a character and you'll probably be like okay i wonder where they're like for us it's like important. oh cool yes. so and so's back this person survived this person like is tiny have you haven't run across tiny tina yet no i'm pretty sure tiny tina's around tiny but tina i don't think she's tiny anymore she's not tiny anymore but oh, she's still me. there i think you will find characters and you'll be like okay i wonder why they're here and why they're important. I think the craziest part is now there is a section, there are characters in this game that you cannot play anymore. You cannot no. play their story anymore. Nope. Um, <laughs> un unless, I, I, I don't know what's happening with the company that bought up the name, basically took over the name and the licensing from um, Telltale. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so that's cool. I, I'm still, I'm less against picking it up now mm -hmm. after hearing some of the things you said they've changed and added yeah um i'm still not, it, it's one of those games where i really enjoy playing with people mm -hmm. but i also know how dave plays those games my issue and you two will be good for about three days and then he'll be like i, I was, have time i was already not happy with him earlier today yeah. so it wasn't because it was because of things that were like very easy to do that he simply wasn't doing yeah it's and he's like oh i want to go explore i'm like there is nothing there yeah. you are looking in every nook and cranny of the map for something that doesn't exist it's not a collecty kind of game no there are collectibles in the game but they're not going to be like random cliffside but the if you pass near them the game marks them for you so oh, you know really? where they are okay it's not like you have to do a great deal of exploring to find anything special in the game it's just, if you look hard enough, sure, you may find a chest, you may find a collectible somewhere, but you don't have to look up the universe's ass crack to get what you want. <laughs> and so, for me, it's like, okay, play it with your friends, but play it with friends you can tolerate playing the game yeah. with. <laughs> like, uh, it sucks, uh, our friend Damien is the biggest Borderlands fan I know, mm -hmm. um, and he, he literally took a week off of work to play. Oh, yeah. Um. And I mean, he can. He has that ability. That's cool. Adulting. Um, <laughs> but I like. I know. I there's no point in even trying to play with him because he he is the entire reason I started a solo character so I could just get through without waiting on other people. Yeah. Um, and like, and I, I've even talked with Lou about it. He mm. he doesn't have the time to play a game like that. Mm -hmm. I could probably find the time, but I would much rather use that time to do other things. Yeah, like I. I'll be I... honest, the game, because it is a whole lot larger, requires a lot more time investment. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, I mean, we did probably, I want to say anywhere between 10 to 15 different quests just on Pandora when we started the game. 
So, <laughs> that's a lot of stuff to go through right at the start of the game without going off planet or doing anything extra. It was just yeah. side questing. And, like, to give an idea of how I've, how I've been playing games lately is I have the Switch. Mm-hmm. I streamed Celeste Tuesday night. I've been playing, like, 5 to 20-minute chunks of it afterwards. It'll mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go through... If I fail enough, I'll be like, I'll come back to it later. Yeah. If I get through it, I'll be like, all right, I'll go again. I'll go getting further, getting further. And then once I kind of get like, all right, good time to just put it down. Because yeah. I can. And that's I like that. You can't do that with a Borderlands kind of I game. think that's the only negative to the game is it does require time investment from you. I would say the probably the best way to play it in small chunks, if that's what you really feel like you have to do, mm-hmm. is play a quest. Certain quests can lead to chains. But there is no yeah. point during a quest where you have to finish the entire chain to be done with it. Okay. Finish the objectives that you need to finish. It really is, hey, you've yeah. you finished part one of this quest yeah. line, here is the experience. Yeah. Then you can get start up when you want. Exactly. Yeah. So never be like you never feel like you're stuck in the middle of a loop to do something. Yeah. If there are times where I've I turned on my Xbox for like ten minutes last night, I went through a quest just to get it done. And then as soon as I was on the quest, I quit the game and turned it back off. So yeah, it's, it's it sucks, but that a lot of people I know that's all the time they have to play games now is yeah. when they have a couple minutes here or there. That's why they like their Switch. That's why they like something. I know some people that just play Minecraft or Fortnite because it's something you can just. I mean, Fortnite one game takes what five ten minutes. Oh yeah. Um, it doesn't even take. I now that they depending have team, on the game, yeah. It depends on the game type, but now they have games like Team Rumble in it. I've never oh, yeah, played right, a Team yeah. Rumble game that lasts longer than fifteen minutes. So yeah, that's and that's great for people that don't. And I think that is a big part of it. Like we talked about the fact mm-hmm. that kids are the ones that are playing these games, yeah. but well, adults that don't have time to invest in a full game. It's good for it, people like me because I just I hate the battle royale experience. Have you been playing more Fortnite at all? Or? Not since I started playing Borderlands. Not okay. since I, actually, not since I started playing WoW. I haven't played a lot of it. Which sucks because I got the Battle Pass for this season because uh, it was 10 yeah. bucks, And like you have to invest time in it to earn stuff through it. But I figure if the game isn't going to hold my attention even after spending 10 bucks on it because other games are taking me away from it, then it probably wasn't worth it and I probably just won't spend money on it yeah. again. Yeah, that's just <laughs> how it works. Um, Alright, cool. So, obviously... You- all full support. I'm gonna just go through this mm-hmm. however I feel like it. Um, you're a Resident Evil fan, right? Yes. So Big have you Resident heard about Evil the fan. new Resident Evil game in development? Uh, right now, it's just called Project Resist Resistance Resistance. Um, I literally I put it in here earlier as I called it. Say think Dead by Daylight, but with a Capcom budget. Capcom budget. Budget. Uh, budget. So bad, Dead by Daylight. No, no, no. Capcom budget. Recent. We're not talking before Resident Evil 7 with okay. Capcom. We're talking <laughs> Resident Evil 7 moving forward. Um, like RE Engine for like okay. Resident Evil 2 and all that shit. So, it's basically iso- asymmetric gameplay, 4v1. Four survivors are trying to escape. And they've got one big monster chasing them. So it's not one big monster. Mm-hmm. Does Do you remember the last Fable game that was in development? Yeah, the one where you had a director sort of like Left for Dead and you spawned enemies in. That's what this is. Mm-hmm. You are playing as... Uh, the character actually has a name. I can't remember now. Um, mm-hmm. 
but they call him the mastermind the way his title is mastermind versus survivors so you have you as the mastermind witness the game witness the or witness keep a track of everybody through cameras Mm -hmm. you get to command these these mutants or, or these uh zombies these infected these whatever are going out now um you can take control individually you can be like all right here i am all right, I'm gonna control this because I can. I know I can do do this like sneak attack or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically that versus the survivors just having to survive and get out in time. Hmm. Um, like to the point you can actually put out if you say it, you harvest coins basically for doing actions mm-hmm. uh, on both sides of the team. From the way I was reading it, um, but the mastermind at one point, if you have enough money, basically you can put out a Mr. X hmm. or the, it's like the T one fifty or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. The tyrants. Um, hmm. but yeah, you basically get to throw that and out and you can take tyrant. control of it and be that, the final boss kind of thing. Gotcha. Uh, it's not my thing. I've mm-hmm. never been a big fan of like, I know yeah. evolve evolve was fun for all of 10, 20 minutes to the, me. The thing about it, I actually talked to someone earlier this week about evolve because really? they had posted something about like five games that you would tell someone to describe your personality. And my last one was evolve. And I specifically wrote, which could have been such a good game. <laughs> yeah. Well, it lost support. I feel it lost support. And that was mostly due to its extremely ridiculous microtransaction model, but also it's for whatever reason, god awful game balancing between the level three monster and the rest of the hunters. Yeah. Once the monster got to level three, it was like, your fuck team it. was fucking toast. It didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was a big problem with me. I just did not enjoy that kind of stuff, and I really don't like that kind of gameplay in anything. Like with that, um, I enjoy watching Dead by Daylight. I have mm-hmm. no interest in playing it. I don't mind asymmetric gameplay until it comes to the point where you know that the team of four people have to cooperate in some measure but you always have that one person who thinks they're just <coughs> an absolute god and so they go off they get all the best gear they get all the stuff they need you can say dave it's not even dave it's no, just it's people <laughs> i've played with people who are like this in left for dead even where no like, dave yeah dave is pretty good at those and like i love left for dead but yeah. that's not you versus someone else yeah. but it's always these people who they want the best gear they want all the best equipment Everyone else is stuck with basically whatever is left over. Yeah. And then when it comes time to finally fight the monster, you've got one person who is super powerful, but now everybody else is barely chipping away. Yeah. Where you would have a fighting chance that everyone was equally balanced and ready to fight all at the same time. <laughs> um, so games like that can go kind of awry. And there were a couple of games in, that I played in Evolve that went like that, where like your hunter was, like, your bigger, biggest asset because he could pin the monster in place. Yeah. And there's several times where we just couldn't so the one, the one that threw up that. the walls? Well, he threw up walls, he threw up the arena, but he also had, there was one with a harpoon gun that could literally anchor oh, the monster yeah. to the ground. And there were several times where I'd watch a hunter, his other weapon was an SMG that barely did any damage. And I'm like, anchor the fucking thing in place so we can shoot it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Like, the more hurt it is, the easier it is to kill later on when it's trying to, like, eat shit and has to stay still. <laughs> but they just wouldn't do that. So, mm. it could have been a good game, but it wasn't. And a lot of asymmetrical games aren't going to appeal to people. This one, I think, appeals to me because my favorite thing to do in Battlefield games was actually Commander Mode. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I was about to ask if you thought this would... Because yeah. I know, obviously, mm. since you liked Evolve, there for you. the most part, kind of thing. 
I'm um, interested in what kind of style the survivors will take in the game. If it's going to be like over-the-shoulder Resident Evil 4, 5, 6, and 7. Or so it's the trailer, be... there hasn't been any gameplay trailer from first what I've play, seen. But um, it, like this mm-hmm. trailer kind of plays it off to look more like a Resident Evil 2 kind of style. Okay. Um, I doubt that it'll be 7, so the first fixed, person. So fixed um, camera, tank track kind of thing. Well... Remake. RE2 Remake, okay. I should say. So, over the shoulder. Uh, over, it's over the shoulder. You have a lot better controls than original <laughs> RE2. Um, you can move while shooting. You, you can move. Uh, you can move in the direction that you want to, not, you're, oh, you're, the camera changed? Guess what? You were holding that direction. <laughs> how many years would it take Capcom to figure out that your legs and hands work independently oh of God. one another? Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see where that goes. I, I'm not, I've never been a big Resident Evil fan. Um, and again, not a big asymmetrical yeah. gameplay kind of guy. But there are they have announced that they will be doing a beta. Um, no date on that yet. It just is coming soon on the website. Yep. Uh, I highly recommend checking out the trailer. The trailer looks great. Um, mm. And I don't know. It's it's not a sequel or a prequel mm-hmm. the way that they've it's I've just seen. a side story kind of yeah. like Operation Raccoon City was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I want to see how that turns Which out. Which was a non-canon side story because you could kill a lot of the main characters in Operation really? Raccoon okay. City. Uh, <laughs> There's a storyline where you can betray Leon in the game and kill him. So, <laughs> so <sighs> or not betray him. Your target is Leon, and then you can betray the Umbrella Corporation by siding with him and not killing him. I'm gonna quickly cover a stupid Nintendo thing that I think is entertaining, and a lot of people seem to be entertained about it. I don't it. even know what. It Have is, you not so, seen this? Yeah. All right. What is one of Nintendo's favorite things to do with their consoles? Two of their favorite things to do with their consoles. Peripherals. Yep. What's the other one? Sports games. Very close. Fitness games. <laughs> oh, God. So. Are we getting a balance board We for are getting. Do you just stand on the Switch screen? <laughs> Ring Fit Adventure. What? <laughs> Ring Fit Adventure. Ring so, Fit Adventure. So, last week or earlier this week or last week, I can't remember. All I know is that the, the main video, everything got unva- unveiled on the 12th. Um, but before that, we just got a video of adults holding this plasticky-looking ring with a leg strap. No, they were adults. <laughs> They're like old, older people doing this shit. Oh, God. Um, but like leg strap with a Joy-Con, ring with a Joy-Con. They were doing this. They were hitting their knees, picking up their knees, doing all this shit. Um, and everybody's like, okay, Nintendo's doing some fitness shit again. Let's see what it is this time. <laughs> what they did was built an entire adventure game with, like, a story. Your whole point is you were trying to defeat this buff dragon. He's <laughs> a bodybuilding dragon. Um, I can't... Oh, I gotta look up the name of the buff fucking dragon. dragon. Hold on. Oh, man. Swole Bowser. Swole <laughs> Uh, so okay, I will um, play this if it turns out to be as ridiculous as I think it's going to be. <laughs> it will be. It will be as exact, exactly as ridiculous as you expect it to be. Um. Oh boy. So yeah, this is gameplay footage kind of thing. Uh, you actually have fights. It breaks down to fights. You there are pick- different attacks that are different. And like exercise you techniques, you pick exercises to do to that attack. are more effective against these the different vill- uh, enemies. So it purposely makes you vary your routines yes. to do damage to enemies. 
It and is the greatest idea ever. <laughs> it is tracking your stuff. You want to play this, don't you? <laughs> There's part of you that wants to do this. There's part of me that wants to do this, but it is the it's a fitness RPG. <laughs> yes, it's a fitness RPG. That's him. That's the, the oh, our, our swole dragon bro that we're defeating. I can't, I wish it would say his name. It says it in the video, but it doesn't mm. show name. I don't think. Oh man, he's yeah. buff. Um, he's Incineroar as a dragon, basically. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it comes with the two peripherals. It it works in a way that like there's the main you can change how much resistance it needs yeah. to get to do the attacks for younger people or people that don't want to put that's in actually as much interesting effort. because i feel like a lot of these fitness games that came out peripherals like that mm-hmm. if the ring was only set to one resistance it'd probably be way too weak for anybody like my size i'd just be like squish yeah. so it seems from what i've seen <laughs> and the way they talk about it, it seems like it is a pretty tough pretty strong like an yeah. actual fitness level i would hope they thing. would come out with even if they don't come out with, like, different versions with a resistance on it or, like, a ring with a resistance adjuster, yeah. at least come out with peripherals that are different weights for that ring. Like, give me, That'd like, be interesting. A, give me like a 3-pound, a 5-pound, and a 10-pound ring to use. So, it, it's, it seems really cool. Uh, you have the option of either playing just ex- going through the story like you were seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very much a you running. You have to do things as you're running, and then it goes into battles. Um you also have the option of just doing straight up exercise, like, yeah. uh, like I think it actually can run through a, a full routine kind of thing. Well, from what yeah. from what I've seen, it's all calisthenic stuff because that's yeah. what fitness games lend themselves to. And I like that kind of that's that's a good like either morning kind yeah. of thing or get home from work well, cool down kind of thing. Just to be perfect, I mean calisthenics is what like all fitness tests are actually based on. So like when you do army or police fitness, it's when they say, okay, do push-ups and sit-ups, mm-hmm. you can be a fucking bodybuilder with, like, massive and not pecs. not be able to, yeah. If you can't do a push-up, it doesn't fucking matter. You need that endurance more than you need the strength to do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Gameplay-wise, the it looks so much better than you would expect from a stupid fitness peripheral game. Oh, yeah. Um, the biggest downside mm-hmm. is the price. Oh, boy. Guess how much it's the ring... The leg strap mm-hmm. in the game. Guess I'm how much say it, is. it hovers between the 150 to 200 range. No, you definitely went a lot higher than <laughs> really? I expected. Yeah, it's 80. 80. Okay. Um, well, a lot of people of... seem to have an issue with this, but I think it's because they look at that game as not a full sixty dollar release. Okay. I am but... looking at it as that is a full release game, it's and you are paying twenty dollars for these peripherals. I mean. We fit. Everyone thought that was a full release. That was game. what ninety. It was a tech test for the Wii, and that game was like ninety bucks with a balance board. Yeah. So, the balance board was the most expensive Wii peripheral you could buy. <laughs> I think it's still one of the most expensive peripherals Nintendo's ever put out. Besides, oh, like yeah. maybe Rob. Yep. Um, to me, eighty isn't too bad. Eighty is not bad. A lot of people though of, like, think a, it is. That's the cost of, like, a premium edition. That's the cost of the Borderlands Super Deluxe Edition right now. Fucking hell, there's too many goddamn editions of games. Um, All I want is my loot chest, but I'll have to shout out, like, 600 bucks to some hawk. That, hawk the diamond one? The diamond? Yeah. That thing comes with so much more than just the game. Oh, I know. It comes with, like, a, a, a model of the... Um, the problem is, is it was... Rent- no, what's the name of the... I don't know. It was, like, 300 bucks at the launch. The base, the main base. Yes, it was, like, 300 bucks at launch. Now... 
to get it like on eBay from someone hawking it is like double the cost. It's crazy. The same thing with the Cyberpunk 2077 collector's edition. I just like the jacket from E3. I don't give a shit about Cyberpunk. Yeah. I forget, someone released a jacket. Some company had released a Cyberpunk jacket and CD Projekt Red said, don't buy a jacket from them, we're going to make our own. (laughs) So I don't remember that part. I remember them saying, basically they came out and said, hey, don't buy the ones that people are selling from e3 mm-hmm. like people were taking their e3 jackets and selling them for like yeah. 80 times the price yeah. they said something about they're going to make their own and yeah. it'll be an official licensed product that's i would like quality. it if they just put out that it was a nice reversible jacket like yeah. a bomber jacket almost um it'll probably come at a premium <clears throat> cost i mean ubi workshop well, they the put out with their stuff yeah ubisoft has done didn't um mm-hmm. square put out like official final fantasy clothes at one point they did um there's a lot of stuff you can find on shop, on shops. One of the biggest online shops for some of the stuff is Easy Cosplay, mm-hmm. which is just pre-made cosplay costumes you can buy. Well, speaking of shops, do you know you can also get Space Time Taco clothes? I'm not wearing one today. I'm not either. <laughs> it's I did laundry. I'm in the middle of laundry. Um, you can buy Space Time Taco merch at spacetimetaco.com slash store. Yes, I made it so I don't Sweet. have to say Etsy at all. Sweet. Uh, Right now, there is very slim offerings, but we are planning on expanding. But we got stickers, we got t-shirts, we, don't have stickers. we got pillows. We don't have stickers or pillows. No. We got t-shirts. <laughs> that's the that's the red bubble, and fuck red bubble because they're horrible people. Yes. Well, we got t-shirts. Um. Back to the news, <laughs> real quick. So I got two. The two last big things. Um. The one is more of an entertaining thing. So Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, is the new name for the. We don't know if it's Suicide Squad 2, if it's know. a sequel. The way that I they're targeting it, or sa- saying Harley it. a Harley Quinn movie thing. Oh, that's a whole other thing. Don't yeah. even get me started. So, we have the cast list, released by James Gunn, the director of the new one, which is the only reason I'm excited in any way to see this fucking movie. <laughs> um, I am going to fuck up so many names on this list. Then let me read them. I I'm going to say the easy ones. We have Nathan Fillion. I'm going to go with, like, new people. Nathan Fillion's coming in. Sean Gunn, which, I mean, it's his brother, so, duh. Uh, Taika Waititi. Viola Davis. Idris Elba. Peter Capaldi. Yeah, because that's a doctor. Um, and Idris Elba should have been the doctor. Uh, Steve Agee. Alice Braga. Braga? Fuck it. Storm Reid. Alice Braga, yes. Alice Braga, right? All right. Joel Kinnaman. John, oh, Joel Kinnaman was in the first one. Uh, mm-hmm. John Cena. I'm going with new. Flula Borg, Pete fucking Davidson, um, Jennifer Holland, Michael Rooker. Nobody sees him. Um, let's see names that I feel like I could possibly go with. Just point one out and I'll tell you how wrong you are. The last name. I can't do this. I honestly can't. Motherfucker. Look, all right, now I won't feel as bad. So, David Dashmalshin. <laughs> You're actually, yeah, that's right. That's how David I would Dallas say it. Uh, Daniela Melchior, Melchior, Melchior. Okay, yes. that one's easy. Uh, Juan Diego, is Juan it Bono? Bo- it's probably Bato. Bato. Yeah, sorry. The it's they have this weird flavor text kind of thing going through all the names. Juan Diego so. Bato. Um, obviously Storm Margot Robbie and Jai Courtney yes. and Mailing. Mailing. See, the NG makes a Y sound in yeah. Tai- Taiwanese, so what the hell is that? I don't... <laughs> this, is, this isn't this is us thinking people's names are stupid. It is 
this the is American language legitimately being ridiculous. Not knowing how to pronounce this shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, Julio Ruiz, Ruiz, right? Ruiz. You would say really? Yes. A Ru- oh yeah. Julio no Ruiz. E. Who is that? Do you know, know him? Okay. Um, two of the last two people we haven't said. We didn't say that one. The first name is Tanash. Is it? Probably. Kajis? Kajis? Probably. And that's... Yaquin... Yaquin... Yaquin Kosio. I guess. We apologize for all of our bad pronunciation. <laughs> I'm weirdly better at Japanese names than any other I'm language outside of... I'm extremely good with Japanese names, which is scary. Yeah. I'm such a weeb. Speaking of Japanese names, there's going to be one that is going to be mentioned in this next chunk... The only Japanese name I care about is Akumi Nakamura, who quit making games, so I'm sad. Look at this lovely thing. Oh. What the fuck did you... You didn't write notes. You wrote a goddamn fucking book. Last week, amid many other things, amid Steven Universe the movie, the last eight episodes of DuckTales Season 2, which, by the way... (laughs) Fucking brilliant. Watch DuckTales the reboot. Mm. Um, Nickelo- Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. <laughs> Nin- Nintendo. I can't remember names right now. Nintendo had a new direct uh, with a lot of information and a lot of just bullshit as well. Um, starting off with what everybody already knew because of leaks and a licensed Switch carrying case. Did you see this? Uh, Overwatch is officially coming to Nintendo Switch. Oh yeah, I knew that. Uh, it will I didn't be... know there was a carrying case for yeah, it. Yeah, they put a... Amazon posted it somewhere and they're like, oh, that's not supposed to be there and deleted it. <laughs> um, Amazon's internal controls for not putting up shit they aren't supposed to put up are really fucking God. bad. They do this all the time. Uh, so, digital and retail version will be priced at thirty nine ninety nine, 99 which, I mean, the game's been out for five years now? Yeah. Yeah. 40 bucks isn't bad. Yeah. Um, both versions will come with 15 bonus skins, as well as a three-month Nintendo Switch online membership, because you need it. You can't play it without it now. Also, nobody's buying Nintendo Switch online to play anything, so... No, they are. Splatoon. Smash. Splatoon and Smash. Hold on. I'll get to it later. Okay. Um, <laughs> Maybe Monster Hunter. If you pre-purchase it, you get... Uh, oh, if you pre-purchase the Legendary Edition, it comes with... Um, was it? Oh, the noir Widowmaker skin. Yeah. Uh, and anybody that pre that logs in bleh, logs in before the end of the year will re- receive a golden loot box with one guaranteed legendary item. Mm. One out of ninety, right? Yeah. At this point, um, there's plenty of them. Which is cool. I'm happy that there will now be people that get to experience Overwatch that haven't before. Yeah. I won't buy this. I already bought this twice. I haven't played a game of Overwatch in a I have bought months. it three times. You get it on PlayStation 2? I believe I did. Oh, wow. I'm not um, sure. I've put check. enough money into it to buy about eight copies, probably. Yeah. Uh, paying for loot boxes was a bad idea back in the day. On Xbox? I only did it once on Xbox. I did it a lot on so Xbox, much more on PC. and then when I switched to PC, I did <clears> it some more, and then I realized eventually I'm going to have a lot of this stuff. The problem is, is I spend loot boxes to get it because I want it like right then. Yeah. And but it's, you know, I want the I want the big pack, so I'm shelling out fifty bucks a pop to get skins 
in a game that I play like a couple Barely, times a month yeah. now. I go back in to check out the new character and don't even touch the actual gameplay. Yes. Um, so I'm going to jump around to think, get rid of the lesser for important you, things. For people like you, Overwatch <clears throat> is like a figure collector at this point. <laughs> I, I, I don't even... I am now missing, like, three of his, of Junkrat skins, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. One, I hit a point that I'm like, I don't need them anymore. <laughs> um, well, I was only doing it because I was still playing it relatively consistent. Yeah. Um, I enjoy playing competitive when <clears throat> I'm in a certain mood and get in the streak where it's like I feel like I'm You're actually moving doing, somewhere yeah. uh, with it. But with Roll Queue the way it is now, I like it for what it is. What I don't like... And I talked about this once. Is people who will roll queue for a role, and then the first thing they say when they yeah. get the game is, "I never play this role," or "I hate oh playing God. this role." Then don't fucking queue for that role. <laughs> so um, they also announced. I'm going to go through some of the more online specific kind of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tetris 99 version 2.0. Oh, wow. They have added Tetris 99 Invictus mode. Invictus mode. You can only play if you have hit number one in the basic mode. Mm. So, so you it's have for to be top tier players. Yeah. Um, they've also introduced daily missions where you by doing the missions you in, you get in-game money basically that mm-hmm. you can get custom themes. Uh, they've introduced player icons now that you can also win or get by with that in-game currency. I, I will never play Tetris 99. <laughs> yeah, are you bad at it? It's not Oh, I'm horrible. I got in, I got the 5th I don't know how the fuck I did it because I suck at Tetris. I'm decent at Tetris, but I played back when TI-83s were like <laughs> Yeah. We used a cable, you know, you used a 3.5 millimeter jack to link to another, yeah. and I played competitive Tetris against a kid I knew in high school, and he decimated me every time we did this. He was at least like 30 actions faster than I was. <laughs> um, so they're introducing two-player share battle mode, which mm-hmm. allows two players, one Joy-Con each, to play against each other while playing against playing the other 98 the people. Or, uh, 97 people? So it's solo yeah. queue for two people. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and they're also doing a, a local arena mode kind of thing. Okay. Dave finally wake up and say, fuck you. No. Um, they also... I can't, I'm just going to skip around again. Uh, so... Earlier, either last year or the year before, I think it was last year, mm-hmm. they announced Game Freak has a new game in the works. called. At that point, it was just called Town. Um, it now is officially titled Little Town Hero. Okay. Um, it doesn't have... Oh, shit, I don't think it has a release I'm just date. glad that Game Freak is branching out from something other than Pokemon. It is a strategy fighting game. <laughs> oh, boy. No, I'm not so happy. It's not that much <laughs> different. It's still turn-based. There's still turn-based in it. Mm-hmm. It's... I was hoping it was more of a open, run around, beat shit up kind of game, but as a little kid kind of thing, and you get friends and they f- fuck shit up. Um, <laughs> you're you're a kid gangster, is what you are. Did you ever play Little King Story? No. Little King Story is one of my favorite stupid fucking games. <laughs> um, it's the closest to a strategy RPG that I like. Uh, but Little Town here, it's cute. I won't play it because it's not my kind of game. Again, strategy, turn-based, all that kind of fun, wonderful stuff. Um, it looks, again, though, a Game Freak. It is very Game Freak-esque, I guess you can say. You can tell that it is made by them. Um, we got a little bit more information about Link's Awakening. You, all, all Zelda figures will unlock different chambers within the dungeon creation mode. Um, and if you use the new Link... 
he will actually drop in Shadow Link as an enemy. Mm-hmm. So you can have him in your dungeon as an enemy anywhere. Um, the only reason I kept Animal Crossing in New Horizon on here is that we got a really cool trailer, but they didn't give us a date that was earlier than they told us last time. I was hoping that it'd be like, hey, we're ahead of time. We're going to release this a little bit earlier. Hmm. Um, this, is a, I'm hoping, is a little bit more for you. Mm-hmm. Are you excited about Damon X Machina at all? Yeah, because here's the thing. is I watched a video. It was actually published just a few days ago. Hmm. Um, it was a video on what happened to the Armor Core franchise. Is it this? Is this what happened to it? Not really. So, I mean, everyone knows from software, but they know them from their new stuff. They know them from Soulsborne. From the games. annoying games that I will never play. The thing is, is my problem with games is I used to be a fan of gaming history. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not so much because just nobody cares about it anymore. From software, well, from software wasn't on the map until Dark Souls became a phenomenon, and people think. Like, From Software did not exist Until before then, Dark yeah. Souls. I mean, there's a lot of games like and that. And that's not the case. Is the era of those mech games that I love so much for me ended when Chrome Hounds finally died. And that wasn't even a From Software game, but <clears throat> it was made by some of the people who worked on the Armor Core franchise. Yeah. So, that's when that era finally died, and there were no good customizable mech games with the exception of, like, Custom Robo on the GameCube. Um, oh, funny, that is a Nintendo that is yeah. continuing this robot thing. Um, Armored Core was so in-depth and such a fun game for me to play that there's just nothing that compares to it anymore. Deus Ex Machina is like the closest thing I'm going to get to that besides Metal Wolf, which is just Damn a game it. to play because it's yeah. fun. Is it, have you played that yet? Is it stupid <laughs> I, fun? I haven't played it yet. But it's Devolver. Most yeah. of their games are ridiculous fun. I just think I love I live for those cheesy ass voiceovers in games yeah. when it's not just cheesy because it's bad, but it's cheesy because they want it to be that yeah. way. <laughs> uh, so during the direct, they announced obviously this has been two weeks now or a week or so now. Um, there was a new demo on the line today, mm-hmm. like that day. You could go install it, play it right then. The cool thing is, it is one of those demos where any of your progress can be transferred over to the full game. Nice. So if you want to start playing now, you can, mm-hmm. and then transfer it on to you. Do you still have your Switch, right? Yeah. Okay. I can't tell. You guys get rid of shit. No, um, my Switch has taken the same role my GameCube has, or not my GameCube, my 3DS has. It's Smash? in a case with a lot of games I want to okay. play. <laughs> um, let's go back up here. I haven't beaten half the games I have for my 3DS. Like, I've got both Bravely Default. I haven't even finished the first one. <laughs> I had no interest in those either. Um, so they also, na- uh, another free-to-play, only can play if you have online, uh, Super Kirby Clash, which I am calling Kirby Monster Hunter. Is it really? It's basically you in a party mm-hmm. are fighting a single boss. Are you having to run through and everything do that? No, it is literally just take a screen. It, it's mm-hmm. a boss mode. It's for, a boss for uh, screen. Kind of, you have a timer. You can mm-hmm. only you only have a certain amount of time to do it. You could have different classes. I think there are four different classes you can play as. Uh, you level up. You get better weaponry. You get better armor. Okay. Um, it has... A lot of mobile game bullshit to it, though. It reminds me a bit of 40k Space Hulk. So you have essentially lives. Mm-hmm. You can only play however many 
gem apples. I think they're they're called gem, gem apples. apples. I literally, when they announced what it was called, the 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 stuff you need to buy to play it. How do you like I, gem I apples? tweeted that. I re <laughs> I retweeted the picture and I said, "How do you like gem apples?" with a picture with a gif of um, Matt Damon and. Uh, Robin Williams laughing at each other. Uh, I'm like, I'm hilarious. No one has made this joke at all. Um, but yeah, I it I played around with it. It's cute. Um, I didn't play with it long enough to run out of because you know how all those kind of games are like. Here's a lot of lives. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd never got to the point where I was done with my lives. Gotcha. Um, but hey, it it's a cute little game. It basically is the most simplified version of a Monster Hunter game mm -hmm. possible. It's probably just marketed specifically towards kids this time. There's yeah, probably um, not going to be a lot of depth there for adults. I don't know. I mean, there it is a lot of skills. Not skill, but... Uh, mm -hmm. But it's not going to be like, skills to the point where like you're min-maxing specific stats. Yeah. Like you oh, no. God, no. <laughs> um, they showed off some stuff for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Not too much. Uh, they showed off two new Pokemon. Mm -hmm. um, Poltegeist. Poltegeist. Which is a... I should just pull it up and show it to you. Um, I don't think it can beat Wooloo at this point, so... Yamper was a close second. But Yamper Wooloo's is adorable. Favorite. So, Poltegeist... Oh, come on. Just show me Poltegeist. Poltegeist might make it, because he's, he's a ghost type. Nope, that looks ugly as shit. Poltegeist is a ghost that haunts, haunts inanimate objects. A teapot. It's a teapot. His name... It has T in the name. Um, he's adorable. I think he's adorable. It makes me think of, a like, something out of a Ghibli movie. Yeah. Um. What's the other one? So the other one, I can't remember. Oh, there we go. Cramorant. Cramorant. Cramorant is basically a, uh. Flying water type ability gulp missile. Gulp missile. Oh, we're talking about gulp missile. Oh, God. So. That sounds. This is a bird. Very stork. Stork kind of like, almost. Um. Whenever it uses a, a a move like surf or dive, when it comes out of the water, it has a fish in its mouth. Oh, okay. The next time so can, his enemy gets it shoot hit, the fish next time he gets hit by the enemy, he shoots the fish at the enemy. Okay, because I heard the term <laughs> gulp missile, and a completely different image popped into my head. As somebody that didn't want to swallow? <laughs> Just gulping a missile. <laughs> Uh, let me see if I can find just a, like a gif of it or something. So he uses. Oh, it's just the image, the main image that they. So he's a pelican out. that doesn't even have the decency to eat the fish he swallows. It's <laughs> a. I I love it. It's ridiculous. Uh, along with the those two Pokemon, they showed off that now there is. Um, they basically are adding these campground kind of thing. You go mm -hmm. camping with your Pokemon. It's basically the newer version of. Uh, uh, oh, what I can't remember was it Pokemon Ami or something like that. Basically, it's you can make food and mm -hmm. play with your pet, your pets, your Pokemon, make them love you more because now they've they're trying to make that a little bit more important to the game. Um, they have it because it's a thing in the UK. Uh, <laughs> you have over a hundred different recipes that you can make and create of curry and rice. <laughs> And I love it. It's fantastic. Just curry and rice. And it's like regular curry and rice, but hey, here's curry and rice with some sausage, or here's some curry and rice with other... It's all different flavor, different... It's the Legend of Zelda, it's the, the cooking with Link, but for Pokemon. 
It's adorable. I love that. It's like a skill boost kind of thing, though. Yeah, and I, mean, that I, makes I love sense. that kind you of stuff. You did the same thing in Final Fantasy 15, except all the fit food made me want to eat my TV. Oh my god, so. that shit. Like, I've never played it, but I've seen just videos of people showing the food, and I'm like, oh my god, that's great. The fucking Monster Hunter cats making food. I want I want those cats to make me Here's food. Here's the thing, is you can get cup noodles in Final Fantasy 15. It looks great. I have never seen cup noodles look so good in my entire life. <laughs> You're not sh- you're not shooting with a, a high quality camera, and then photoshopping the image. Um, so yeah, Pokemon looks great. I'm gonna buy it. Fuck it, I buy every, almost every single Pokemon game. I don't think I'm getting this one. Really? It's because not enough different, not a big enough step to be on a. I still concert. have Let's Go Eevee. I haven't um, even played a lot of Let's Go Eevee. I still have like the P- Let's Go Pikachu. I never. I think I got the Koga. And. The issue for me with Pokemon is I haven't played it in so long. Like, I haven't played a full Pokemon game in forever, and they just got more and more complex as time went on. I miss the old, like, red, blue, yellow, silver, gold versions where it's just go from point A to point B and get as strong as you can doing it. Yeah. (laughs) See, I think I've played that enough that I'm okay with them trying to hopefully possibly do something different. Um... Plus, I, and I like the little bit of like ex- optional exploration that was in there. Like if you wanted to get legendaries, you took the extra time to well, go that's do de- that. I mean, that's still going to be in this. Yes, but it isn't this super in-depth, complex machine now where it's like you're keeping track of your Pokemon stats. You're training Pokemon to have certain stats so their moves do this. I or... don't see, and I don't know how they're... They haven't talked about those kind of things yet. Mm-hmm. They haven't touched on if that kind of stuff is still big. I would love it if, if they were just like, yeah, we're not doing that. That isn't going to be a part of it. It just lended itself to a super competitive Pokemon scene now that is all about, like, the entire time the last two Pokemon games were out, it was all about IV training. Yeah, and I know, see, and that's the thing. I have never been, I love Pokemon. I have played through a good majority of them, I'd say, mm-hmm. um, or at least enough that I, I got my money's worth out of it. Yeah. Um, I never, I don't fucking care to play with other people. To me, a Pokemon game is a either. solo and game. And that's why I would just like to have an adventure that is literally catch Pokemon, level them up, go beat the crap out of the people with yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's coming. We already knew about that. Yahoo! Uh, we got a couple of new announcements. Um, Rogue Company, new 5v5 online shooter from Hi-Rez Studios. Uh, Hi-Rez, that... Was that, I forget um, what Hi-Rez made. Didn't they do one of those uh, three-lane games? A, a MOBA? Yeah. I believe they did. Are I they, just can't remember Are they the one. gods one? No, Smite? Yeah. I think they did Smite. I'm not sure. I'm going to Google real quick. Um, but that's coming. It had a weird gameplay mashup with just CGI trailer. It just looks meh. Um... Like, good for them for trying to put more stuff out. In this age, if you aren't rendering your stuff in This is engine. a Switch-only title. Remember that. Okay. So, it's I, it's not that I'm giving them a pass, but the fact that there is a company that is making a first-person shooter specifically for the Switch. Yeah. I give them a the little thing, bit more I, of I a... I think we're past the day and age, though, of pre-rendered yes, cutscenes. Okay. It's Mike. Um, the pre-rendered cutscenes that take you out of the game and... It's what they show at E3 to get people hyped from it. Like, ooh, it looks so pretty, and then the game looks nothing like yeah. that. So. Uh, so, yeah, real quick thing. In this new IP, players can play against friends or instantly match up online with similarly, similarly skilled team in a very... I can't talk. Variety <laughs> of 
<laughs> Objective-based modes. Mercenaries can be fully customized to match the player's style. Um, it's coming out 2020. Uh, I, I, when, who knows. Um, again, I like the fact that somebody's making a game, a first-person shooter, specifically for Switch. I I like that there are these companies that are that understand the value in this console. I appreciate that the Switch is getting so much more third party support as opposed to the Wii U. Well, I think <laughs> it's either September or October. Yes. That. No, no, no. I it, well, between between Link to the Past and um, Luigi's Mansion. Nintendo doesn't really have any of their major releases. They are giving the entire month, basically, mm-hmm. to third-party games. If and you look at release schedules, it's all I of their bigger titles. I think that's smart. They're bolstering their library, and I, it goes all the way back to how the Switch versus the Wii U was marketed. I remember when the Wii U first was like placed as demo consoles and mm-hmm. stores and stuff like that. People didn't even know what the hell it was. Like I had a guy actually come, in with, come into my store and argue with me about it being a handheld. He swore he knew had, like, inside God. information at Nintendo that this was a handheld. He was really just being a dick for the It was close. It. it was like, w- this is the step next mm. to becoming a handheld. He player. was really just being a dick about it because he wanted to be right. But I was like, it's not a handheld. There's a box in there that yeah. is the machine. Um, so, do you remember the game De- Deadly Premonition? Yes. It was going to be Deadly Premonition. Too. I hate it. Come on. I'm, I'm I, I knew I'm that part. Up. I'm leading things up. It wasn't even part of Nintendo Direct. That was announced a long time ago. No, it was a... Can, it was announced for Nintendo Direct. Deadly Premonition 2, though, I already knew exclusively, about. Exclusively. It's exclusive to the Nintendo Switch. Okay, I didn't know that part. Okay. Sorry for stepping on your enthusiasm. I was going to be like, well, they put Deadly Premonition 1 out as Deadly Premonition Origins, and it was out that day. Because! And you fucking blew that load. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Deadly Premonition is a weird fucking game. It is basically the game equivalent to Twin Peaks. Play it, and then be excited to play the second one. The main mechanic in the game is you don't have a health bar, you have a panic bar. And so when you are running around from enemies and stuff, if they attack you or if you encounter like a jump scare or something like that, your character goes into panic mode in which she becomes almost entirely uncontrollable. This is you play as a guy. That is something different. You're thinking of um, oh shit. I know the name of it, and I can't think right now. I only know... It's because I saw both these insane video. God damn it, I'm dumb. Um, no, Deadly Premonition is entirely different. Yeah, you play as a... You play as not Agent Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of things that I know about that game, but I don't want to say because it's very spoilery. It is a weird fucking game, and I highly recommend it. Very surreal. Um, I also highly recommend watching Twin Peaks because it's great in all the best worst ways Except I already have enough nightmares so I probably won't watch <laughs> Twin Peaks isn't Recording. scary it's just weird uh, Deadly Premonition isn't scary, scary. it's weird um, I'm throwing myself off by jumping around all over the place <laughs> the last okay so I'll run through some of these real quick titles then I'll go to the last two big news things all these titles were given dates or announced in general. Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi mm-hmm. Outcast is coming out in September, or 24th. Doom 64, coming out November 22nd. Um, Trials, Ma- Trials of Mana remake, like a full remake, mm-hmm. is coming out April 24th of next year. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, which is basically an HD remake of, or remaster or whatever, of the Wii game. Uh, hmm. It looks like visually it's on the same level as 
Chronicles 2 that mm-hmm. was released on the Switch at launch. Um, they're porting Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Fire Emblem, I guess, is what the FE stands for. I don't fucking know. Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, Tokyo 2020. Come on, you're not excited about that? Hell no. You don't want to play as 8-bit Mario versus 8-bit Sonic or 16-bit Sonic? 16-bit. Yeah. Sonic um, was only rendered in 16-bit. <laughs> they announced Return of the Oberdin. No definitive date. I've mm-hmm. wanted to play this game, and I think if I have it on the Switch, it might actually get me to play it. Hmm. Uh, Nino Kuni got a date for September 20th. I'll play Nino Kuni. Devil May Cry 2. <laughs> okay. Stop. Hold the phone. <laughs> You're going to port <laughs> a DMC game to the Switch. Why would you port the worst fucking game in the series? <laughs> it's happening. They already have one or How three. How fucking dare you? One of them is already there. I can't remember if it's one or three. Capcom, you have fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> they are allowed one fuck up after the, the last couple of years they've had. Um, you can spring for three... Or four, it had to be I don't know what, two. I don't, there is one on there already, and I'm not sure if it's one or four, or one or three. Um, Grid Autosports coming the same day. Uh, Vampire, the one with the Y. <laughs> the one with the Y. <laughs> it's coming out October 29th. Call of Cthulhu, I don't know why, uh, is coming. Why, yeah. uh, Farming Simulator 20. Oh boy. Woo, this winter. Dumb track. Uh, we got, I'm not sure if the dates were available already, but we have a date of October 15th for Witcher 3. The complete edition, um, the complete ass edition, because it looks like ass, but <laughs> nobody cares because they get to play Witcher wherever the hell they want. It's Witcher at such a the rendering in that game has to be garbage on I, Switch. I just love the fact that like people don't care. Yeah. People are so excited to be able to play that game wherever the fuck they don't care that it looks that bad. That would actually be a benefit to me because Witcher has so much activities in it. I just stopped playing it because of burnout. You could do it at work. Well, you're being secure. <laughs> I hear there's a lot of downtime. <laughs> I knew a guy. Um, the Assassin's Creed, the Rebel Collection, is also coming out December 6th of... Wait. Not, not too thrilled about that, honestly. Uh, it comes out... This is 2020. I don't think that's right. I thought it was 2019. I was a big fan of Assassin's Creed lore right up until they killed Desmond, and then I stopped caring because the lore didn't matter after that point. The last of the stupid random releases, uh, mm. Dauntless was announced Dauntless? to be coming. No okay. date yet, but full cross-play, cross-compatibility, and feature parity. I would say so I think that's a really cool idea that it's yeah. actually getting all that. Um, the last two big things, one of the things when you were talking about nobody's buying a Switch online because there's mm-hmm. nothing to play, well, guess what? What? They announced officially that SNES is coming, or is there. It so came out that day. Um, is... We got a list of games. Uh, mo- a good majority, I talked about this with some people, um, a good majority of them are actually already on the, the classic. Mm-hmm. But it was funny going through and seeing what was and wasn't on it. So, real quick. Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, Link to the Past, Super Metroid, Stunt Race FX, which is the first time it's ever been released outside of the original SN- or SNES release. Hmm. Um, Kirby's Dream Land 3, which is a fun game. Uh, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Thank God they put both, because if you only put one... Mario World, you're fucking up. Um, Star Fox, yay. God, that game is so bad back then. F-Zero, Pilot Wings, Kirby's Dream Course, which is the fun Kirby golf, basically. Yeah. Um, Brawl Brothers, Breath of Fire, Demon's Crest, which I've heard is good. Breath of Fire is really slow to start 
um, RPG. But mm-hmm. Demon's Crest, from I've been told that it's actually a really entertaining game. Joe and Mac 2, Lost in the Tropics, which is one of those stupid platformers where you're just a caveman. Yeah. There's a lot of those. Bonk is much better. Mm-hmm. Um, Super EDF Earth Defense Force. Not what you expect. No. It's not the, the giant creatures thing. Not big ants. Um, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Poyo Poyo 2, which is available for the first time in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Soccer, available for the first time since the SNES release. Super Tennis, also available for the first time since the SNES release. Um, they also, in jun- not during the Direct, but afterwards, they announced that moving forward, they aren't going to do a... Every month there's a two-game release. It's more of a, when we have a game to put out, we're putting it out. So we're not going to have a specific day. We're just going to be like, boom, boom, You boom, will need boom, Nintendo boom. Online to get these things. Yes. Okay. You get access to the entire library of SNES and NES games mm-hmm. as long as you are paying $20 a year. Okay. That's not terrible. Yeah, that's, that's the like, thing. That's like, like so many people are like, there's not really much to it. I'm like, it's $20. Yeah. You can get... For $20, that is a month of a lot of other things. You can't even get a month of, um... No, you can get a month. How many months of Xbox Live is that? 20 bucks. That's two and, like, a half months. Take it back. Ultimate, Game Pass Ultimate, the one that gives you PC, Xbox, and gold. Yeah. 15 bucks a month. It's 15 bucks a month. $20, you get a whole year of the online. Game Pass Ultimate gives you access to gold, too? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought you had to pay for gold separately still. No, they all rolled it together. That's why I switched over to Ultimate. Remind me to switch my fucking numbers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, they do the thing, like, if you have certain, you get credit. It credits it to, I don't know how it works. Okay. Um, so yeah, Switch Online now has SNES, which is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I was talking with, do you remember Jeff from GameStop? Yeah. Uh, me and him were talking about the fact that some of the games that were missing are already included in other packages or have probably a licensing issue kind of thing Hmm. Uh, which makes sense it's just kind of disappointing to see to me it's kind of weird and disappointing to not see the same all 30 of those games already available Mm -hmm. and like i said they they have star fox but not the star fox 2 yeah um the last big thing is all about super smash brothers oh baby so smash brothers that day, during the Direct, they dropped Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie was out that day. Mm-hmm. And then they announced the next character, the fourth, four out of five. We're now four out of five of knowing what these fighter past characters are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Terry Bogard from Fatal Fury. Do you know who that is? No. Okay. White, mu- muscly white blonde dude with a red hat that yes. doesn't say MAGA. MAGA it says, yes. it says Fatal Fury. <laughs> Um, you have to specify that. You have to. Age. Oh my god. I was walking down, we were at the avenue, and there was this old white dude. Mm-hmm. Didn't help him. Um, had a hat, had the red hat, had the writing on it. And as I'm walking up, I'm like, this motherfucker, this motherfucker, this motherfucker. And then it said, make Obama president again. And I'm like, this guy's, this motherfucker, this motherfucker. So many people get angry when they see those hats, and I really just don't give a shit. I, so here's the thing, it's... I am entertained by the other, like, the other hats, but the original hat has such a bad reaction for people, gives such yeah, a no. bad reaction, that I don't think they should make those stupid The problem hats. is, the thing for me is, all I'll say about is this, because I don't it's want... It's like a bull with a I don't want to turn our podcast into this, but it's, 
it's one of those symbols where the reason people are wearing it more and more is because they know it gets a reaction out of other people. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, if I look at it as you're just wearing a stupid hat, that takes all their fucking power away from them. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's more, for me, it's more of, um, I don't say anything to them most of the yeah. time. Uh, but when I see the ones that are something else, something funny or something... Mm-hmm. Against oh, yeah. what it was, I'm no, like the funny ones. Are I get it, great. but pick a different color, please. Well, they did pick a different color. Little Wayne specifically had one made for him after yeah. the election that he wears in the No what Problem video. What color is it? It's white and black. Yeah, okay. So it's I a like white cap more. with black writing on it, and he wore it in the Chance the Rapper No Problems video. I've never seen that video. Yeah, I love that song. <laughs> um, to Banjo dropped. Terry Bogard announced. Uh, and that was really it for the actual direct. Afterwards, Sakurai came on and did because last month during, for the release of uh, Hero mm-hmm. from Dragon Quest, he did like an actual live stream kind of thing where they okay. just played through and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to show you off the character by myself." Um, and then they actually right after that he said in the video, "We literally recorded this right after." <laughs> uh, supposedly, I've heard rumors that the Dragon Quest character was supposed to be launched day that day at E3 during the conference but there was some it, there was something that happened that made it take a little bit longer to come out hmm. um, which is why literally last month was dra- the hero and then this month was uh, Banjo um, but during that one thing I think I sent it to you guys in the chat mm-hmm. when he was talking about Banjo and the fact that it's great to have him come back and be on a Nintendo console again uh, he has a moment where he's like, if you want to play the original Banjo-Kazooie, get an Xbox. Play it on Xbox. <laughs> um, and because of that, he caused Xbox to trend on Twitter in Japan. Oof. Xbox has no representation Xbox in Japan. Xbox has almost no market it at is, all It's Japan. like they use it as a paperweight, probably, it's, more their than market anything. Is a rever- their game market is a reverse image of ours. In that Nintendo's in the middle on both. (laughs) So Western games don't sell well in Japan. Japanese games, of course, sell great in Japan because they they contain elements of Japanese culture that Westerners just don't get. Mm -hmm. And then, like their top selling consoles are PS4 and Switch, not so much Xbox. Meanwhile, in the U.S. and Europe, we have all these Western games that do really well here. They do okay. In Japan, sometimes because Japan has that whole fascination yeah. of Western fantasy. And I mean, Japan Japanese games kind of do yeah. okay with us. But, They've been doing better. Yes. In these are in but this audience, our right? top selling consoles are Xbox and PS4. With Switch, Switch right now is Switch I has been Switch on a tear. Selling, it is yeah. like the number one console, but obviously it's nowhere near no. PlayStation numbers. It might be close. But we also we, the gaming cultures are too different to get into all the intricacies. Yeah. There's a divide. Even here, inter, you know, nuance-wise between well, there's the a divide types of people. on this table between yes. what we like. Well, there's a divide between people who, for example, buy Xbox. A certain type of person wants to game on an Xbox. A certain type of person wants to game on a PlayStation Four. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was fantastic. That got a good laugh from the because it's literally the cameras on him, and there's you know it's full with a full room of other people. Um, they also announced a whole bunch of Me Fighter costumes. Uh, Sans. Sans from Undertale looks fantastic. He has because he played. It's a gunner, a Me Fighter yes. as a gunner, and his 
hand cannon is literally from the game when you fight him it's the laser face that shoots through the game um again not a can't play that game for shit i love the music uh megalomania is a fantastic sound is a soundtrack i think i'll play undertale once but it'll be like once i know there's multiple endings it turns out if you do a genocide around the first time don't they remember the game remembers Sorry. even if you delete flowy well, and sans remembers. remembers well no i was gonna say sans and, and flowy the flower are oh. the only ones that remember there's a moment where if you try to de- if you try to delete your game and then you download it again to try to get rid of that save file the game is saved on the steam cloud yeah and mr so, reset it pops up and yells at you well <laughs> flowy actually pops up and says do you think you're the one in control here yeah. <laughs> it is the most um, freakiest shit toby fox is fantastic uh just the the shit that he did with that game is incredible. And I again, I it's not my kind of game. I played a little bit and I never really got that far. Yeah. I know that I killed people in it, so I know I won't be able to ever I do the pass. I can't do run. pacifist first time because no. even if you get like 20 minutes into the game and then start over, there is memory of you already doing things. Mm-hmm. Um there's some great theories and shit about that too. The lore in yeah. that game is ridiculous. Uh but Along with Sans, they put out Team Rocket. You can now wear Team Rocket clothes. Um, That's pretty neat. Zero from two Mega different Man Mega Man games. Mega Man X. Mega Man X and Mega Man... Mega Man Zero. Zero yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't play Mega Man games. No. Um, Zero was the sorty Mega Man game. I feel like there was another one, but I can't remember right now. Uh, but he, start, he debuted in Mega Man X. Yeah, okay. Um, the two bigger things, the biggest things is he announced the last game mode that has been added um because there was a new update to the whole game uh they brought back home run contest nice now with the ability to play two player two people beating up on the same punching bag so you can get that bag up pretty fast it's ridiculous he showed off some stuff Uh, he showed off the best part was it was just him it was him playing two characters (laughs) doing this and i'm like what the fuck sakurai (laughs) um in the last the last biggest part was he announced Obviously, we now know four of the five of the fighter pass. Well, that's not the only fighters we're getting. There, are, he, there, they will continue to add more fighters past this season pass fighter pass that was introduced at the launch of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, no details. We're hoping because last year during the game awards, we got the last or the first was Joker the first. Joker was the first. Joker was the mm-hmm. first announced. And we got that announcement out of the Game Awards. Game Awards were, have already been announced for December, I want to say 12th. Uh, all I know is it's a Thursday night. We, we already know who we want. <laughs> who do you want? Waluigi. Okay, here's my thing. <laughs> Wa- at this point, Waluigi has to be in the fucking game, right? Yes. Um, This is going to be the last Smash Brothers that Sakurai works on. Because if he does another one, he's going to fucking die. Um, <laughs> that man needs to take... The rest of his life off. <laughs> and not by working. Um, the fucking Smash Brothers roster will be... You'll need a fucking microscope. There's no way... Well, that's the thing. There is no possible way for them to get this amount of... This kind of roster ever again. The deals every, that they had to do. Every fucking publisher will have to license their characters to Smash Brothers It's so roster. fucking crazy. <laughs> um, so a lot of the bigger names... Obviously, Waluigi, yes, because he's he is a Nintendo character that has never had his own game, has never been focused no. in any way in any actual full light. The, the problem with Waluigi is when the game first launched, 
even characters that were not part of the fighter pass that they were announcing, mm-hmm. people were like, oh, we hope it's Waluigi, and it yeah. never was. At this point, though, I understand that a character in a fighting game takes time to build because he's got to be balanced, he's got to be play-tested against other characters, it's got to feel... It's got to feel natural within the world you're pay- you're making him in. I understand that Waluigi was a support trophy in the game and stuff like that. He isn't in this one, I don't think. Okay. And that is one of the one of the reasonings behind it. Like we got a lot of characters that we wanted mm-hmm. as actual car- fighters. Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight is an assist trophy now. Um, mm-hmm. Isaac from Golden Sun is an assist trophy. But I feel like people Shadow who- the Hedgehog. Here's the deal. I'm one of these people. I feel <clears throat> like people who didn't have the fighter pass. If they announce Waluigi as the fifth character, would we'll buy the fighter pass immediately. <laughs> I literally, so I had, um, I traded some stuff in and I had credit. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, fuck it, I'll probably spend it. Most likely, I will spend it on Nintendo or on Switch. So I threw it on there right before it was. No, it was the night before the uh, the direct. Direct happens, pops up, boom. Banjo-Kazooie is released today. I'm like, well, I'm buying the fighter pass. And then a little bit later, it's like, hey, Sans in the Rocket, the Team Rocket. And I'm like, I'm buying costumes because they're 75 cents. Yeah. 75 cents for the Sans in the, the uh, Team Rocket outfit. I'm like, good. why the fuck not? Um, 75 cents for a cosmetic item is a freaking deal in this game. Well, I mean, back it, in the last game they were doing, you could do a bundle of the, the costumes. Mm-hmm. Um but the, the fucking work they put in on the Sands is ridiculous compared to any other costume yeah. they've done. Um, yeah, it, uh, people want, and it's not going to happen. If it does, it'd be ridiculous and crazy, mm-hmm. but they want some kind of Sony representation. And I don't see it happening. Um, well, I could see, like, Crash or yeah. Spyro somehow coming in, but they aren't Sony properties. No. If we go back to PlayStation All-Stars, there were so many characters in that game that weren't really Sony properties to begin with. Yeah. And PlayStation All-Stars was weird in the fact that it was like Smash, but it also wasn't Smash. The yeah, you was, had to actually play it. You, you couldn't just knock people characters out, right? with super moves is how you did it. Yeah. Um, I Which is funny that Raiden. The, they had Raiden from Metal Gear Rising Revengeance in there, and he was super fun to play. Also, one, I think he is in this. Isn't he in this his trophy? I'm or was he sure. in the last one? I don't remember. I don't know. Um, I'm excited. No, I would him. say if they want a Sony character in there, I mean, Crash would be a good way to go. But that's the, that was what I was saying mm-hmm. is they aren't yeah, Crash and Spyro Sony. aren't like if you got Ratchet and Clank mm-hmm. now. They are, I mean, you know, they have always been 100% Sony. Yeah. Um, you're not going to get, it has, so, the rules were, for the longest time, mm-hmm. from what we could see, they had to be a character that was introduced that became from a video game mm. in Japan. Okay. For the longest time it was that, and now we've broken down that wall, obviously, because we have, um... Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie, yeah. That, Banjo-Kazooie, we've had... Uh, somebody else is in there that isn't Japanese. My mind's blanking right now. Is Sonic Japanese? Yes. Like Sega. OG Sonic? Yeah, I know, but was OG Sonic? Yeah. Okay. He's so American. <laughs> <laughs> like, they've they've made that character something that... Like, you this... look at him and you're like, he's a, a, a dude that eats chili dogs. I have this... Video on my Facebook wall still that is from the Sonic Boom cartoon, oh. and they're babysitting like this infant, mm-hmm. 
And that one's the one that gets really fucking... I've heard that one's great because it's super, like, uh, meta <laughs> it's and so shit. so fucked up. So they're trying to find out what to feed the baby. And Sonic pulls out a chili dog. Is there one of those chili dogs? And Tails says, I don't think you can solid, solid food yet. Sonic goes, okay, then we'll put it in the blender. And Knuckles picks up the baby. <laughs> <laughs> and starts walking to the blender. Sonic is like, I met the chili dog, not the baby. <laughs> Knuckles just goes, oh yeah, that makes more sense. Oh my god. So Knuckles was full on ready to stick a baby in a blender, in a blender like it was a fucking normal thing to do. Yeah, why not? <laughs> oh my god. It is the most hilarious scene I've seen from a show that I'm never going to watch. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it did well. Uh, the game was trash, but the show, yeah, from the what I've heard, is... Awful. Pretty decent. The problem is, is if, if Sonic Mania proves anything, it is stop trying to translate Sonic to a 3D game. <laughs> Just let it be 2D, because that's, that, that's where that game lends itself. I still love the adventure games. The adventure games were fun because it wasn't so complicated. Yeah. And they worked really hard to make sure that... <laughs> they worked a decent amount to make sure a lot of the bugs... You don't, for example, clip directly through stuff you're launching towards... <laughs> 90% of the time. <laughs> 70% of the time. I'll say 70. There have been times that I just go through things and I'm like, pretty sure that's where I'm supposed to be going, but I don't think it's supposed to be in that direction. The problem isn't just that they aren't spending time on making those games, it's that they don't really know how. It's well, and that's the thing. You can see the the quality change from Adventure 1 to Adventure 2. Yeah. Um, Definitely was there, and I love both of those as horrible as they are. They are still so. But they just—they just don't know how. Everyone knows <clears> this, right? Is if you take a game, just imagine any game in a three D space, right? You take that game. If you can ramp the character speed up high enough, yeah. and run towards something, the game freaks out because it can't deal with the physics of something colliding into a wall. That or when fast. you long jump backwards up yeah. a stairwell. And so it just fucking <clears throat> lets you do what you want. It lets you break physics because the game says it's easier for me to let you break the rules than it is for me to try to maintain them. That's why watching, uh, <laughs> like, that's why N64 games are some mm -hmm. of the most entertaining speedruns to me. Yeah. Because they, uh, they were... The first of these kind of games. Yep. These are the first 3D games, so you could find ways to break them that oh, yeah. people didn't even think would exist back then. But it's it's a game <clears> that's all about... These games are defined by rules, and those rules are maintained by engines, which finally decide after a certain point, again, it is easier for me to let you break the rules so the game doesn't crash than it is for me to try to enforce Damn. them at this point. <laughs> and so... I don't know. I I hope they make a good Sonic game in the future. I just doubt they ever will. Uh, I think they're supposed to be doing another Mania Mania style game. Okay. Which is like basically the only way they can make a good Sonic <laughs> yeah. game. I'm like going through to make sure we All right. anything everything. else from the direct. Uh, no, direct wise, that was it. Um, okay. I am fucking Zelda is next week. I can't fucking wait. Yeah. Um, Breath of the Wild dose. No. <laughs> no, God, no. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, Link's Awakening. Come on, man. Get to play the Song of the Windfish and shit. The Song of the Windfish. Windfish is a giant flying whale. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Also, fishes aren't whales. Wait, whales aren't fishes. No, they're mammals. They got, they got I didn't think about that one. I'm pretty sure. Let me double check that it was a, the windfish is a 
Whales, dolphins, and similar animals are the weirdest mammals ever because yeah, 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 they yeah, live yeah, exclusively in the water and they breathe. Their nostrils are on the top of their heads. That's that is, the sprite, and that's the artwork. That is a whale like wearing a fucking dress. And it's got angel wings. It's, I like how the sprite has wings that are like... <laughs> like little baby wings! <laughs> they're like, and then the thing's like... The majestic. artwork is massive. Those wings could not support that thing in flight. <laughs> Yeah, so that is the the That's the I guess, artwork, and, and the sprite is just bit. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's got like two little rugs like on it's the back. A fucking yarmulke. It's got it oh look, like. it's got uh, what are those those choker kind of things with yes. the, the spikes on it? Well, I'll save choker. it. I'll send this. It looks this like it's got thing. fucking Adidas slav pants on. <laughs> um, and Oriental rugs on his back. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited to play that. I I love that game. That is one of the few Zelda games that I've actually beaten. Um. I, had, I really haven't beaten many Zelda the games. The only Zelda game I beat was Breath, Breath of the Wild, and that's only because I wanted to do everything in the game, so... Have you done everything? Almost. Have you done all the shrines? Didn't do all the shrines. So I've done I've all done the shrines. Almost all the shrines. That's a lie. I've done all the base game shrines. When I say I want to do everything, what I should have said, I should have clarified. You're not getting all those goddamn fucking Korok seeds, are you? No. Don't. Do you know what the reward is for the Korok seeds? I forgot. Shiny golden poop. That's right. <laughs> You get a gold poop nugget. Um, <clears throat> when I say I want to do everything, I want to do all four of the main beasts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go through the yeah, storyline yeah. and beat Ganon at the end. I fucking love that game. I can't wait for the next game. The thing is, is the only game that I can say beat Zelda-wise before that was Ocarina of Time. That's only because a friend of mine had a save file where I just went and fought Ganon. Oh, time, nice. So. Yeah, I've, I've never beaten that one. I've seen my brother beat it twice. Uh, there was no way Majora's me as Mask a kid, ones. being as dumb as I was when it comes to video games, was getting through the Water Temple on my own. So, so here's the thing: Water Temple isn't hard because it's it not it's not hard. Mm-hmm. It's not a difficult temple. It is just an obnoxious temple yeah. because you have to constantly be changing the water levels. Um, Kim actually, Kim, the only Zelda game she's ever played that I know of, at least, uh, is Wind Waker. And because we played the HD when it came out on Wii U, mm-hmm. and she got to the water temple in that game, and that game follows the same kind of oh raise this lower this raise this lower this, and she hated that. And I'm like, this is why most people hate the other one too. So I completely understand. She stopped there and never went back to it. I'm like, all right, yeah. cool. I am I am so proud of her for getting that far into that fucking <laughs> game because that's like. I'd say pa- around the halfway point of the series of that whole game. Yeah. Um, because the once you get to the last thing, it's so fucking quick. Uh, but yeah, excited about Zelda. You get back to playing some more Borderlands. I'll, I'll be playing a lot of Borderlands and maybe intermittently gears in between that. I was gonna say you guys are gonna stream it, but I'm like you guys can't stream. It. The the problem with me streaming right now is the only thing I can stream from is my PC, which has a single screen. Yeah. Streaming from a single screen is doable. Well, wait, can but- you? It is a headache. Can you use... Do you have an Elgato or something? Don't you have... I had a Razer yeah. capture card, but that capture card stopped working. Really? Yeah. Because remember, the entire reason I stopped streaming on consoles is because I could not get that capture card to capture anything off oh, of the console. Oh, I didn't know that. So I was streaming Never exclusively mind, off a of PC, and then when my you laptop went out, I lost my second screen. So I wish I had another screen for you, but I don't. That's fine. I'm going to get one as soon as I... Once I have some money, Dave can buy you another screen. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I thank... do not need him to buy me everything. That's I appreciate what he does, but 
he doesn't need to bail me out just every time I need some money. Suck him off every once in a while. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on another episode of Space also, Time Taco. Also, really close to his pelvis for that, so. I'm making a tiny dick joke. Yeah, that's mean. I'm a mean person. Um, Thank you for joining us. If, if you like what we thing. do... This is Chris. Follow us on all the social media. <laughs> Just search Space Time Taco. Um, subscribe. It's September, I guess. September! Something, there's something about, like, Subway subs or something. I don't know. Subway, um, but subscriptions all through the month of September are half off. Um, we get all the money. Or not all the money. We get... <laughs> We get the same amount of money. You have to spend less. Yes. Um, because Amazon has enough money that they could give everybody free subscriptions and they wouldn't lose shit. Well, and if you have Amazon Prime, you, get a you free already have Twitch Prime. Month. You get one free subscription. Subscription? One free subscription. <laughs> one free subscription, a woo. Woo! <laughs> um, <laughs> as I said earlier in the podcast, you can. Check out and get merch at spacetimetaco.com slash store. And if you want to help us help sick children, uh, we are already, we got 300 some dollars already got towards our goal. 300 bucks. A little, no, I mean more than that. Oh, but um, yeah. yeah, you can go to spacetimetaco.com slash extra life, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just click the link in the little bl- bit bl- bl- below, the doobly doo. Um, so yeah, thank you. Go inside and play video games. Do it to it. That's that's weird. I know. I didn't gonna, know you're say. sticking with it. That's what you got now. Damn. You can't take it back now, Sean. Uh yes.